If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Ahoy. Did you say ahoy? Ahoy. Welcome to the Completely Unnecessary Podcast. Summer is here. It's Tuesday, June 23rd, 2020. That's Ian Ferguson showing me his armpit. I'm Pat Contry. T- today on the show, we'll be talking about AMC reopening theaters. Pokemon Snap 2. Mixer shut down in the middle of the night. Jesus. Uh, Billy Mitchell back in the news. WADA auctions and more. And a Patreon poll topic. Real quick, we got enamel pins, Ian. We got t-shirts that are limited we as do. well. They're limited. At ultimatenintendo.com. We're real fancy now. I got my stream deck finally, <laughs> finally hooked in. And we got a certain NES and Super Nintendo guidebook. Bobby Heenan's promoting the Super Nintendo guidebook behind me right there. Uh, as well, so go to ultimatenintendo.com. I'm also doing my cameos. Uh, cameo.com slash Pat Country. Have you had to do any recently? Yeah, I've been doing um, averaging one a day nice. for the last week or so. Doing pep toss. I've, I've done more roasts than I, than I thought I would. I just did a roast for uh, Nintendo Age uh, Edmonton. Uh, they have they have a arm up there, and they they wanted me to roast them and say how much better my game collection was than theirs. <laughs> so it's all in good fun, I guess. I haven't got another wedding proposal yet, or nor a breakup. And remember, uh, for the next week, all proceeds will go to the ACLU for until the end of uh, June. There, so check it out. Uh, there, Ian. How was your weekend? Uh, I worked. Um, I worked have... more than usual. Yeah, for the man. Yeah, uh, it's just been really, really busy. At Luna, since we opened, um, the first week or so after we opened, it wasn't <clears throat> it wasn't as as busy as I would have thought. Well, I didn't think it was going to be immediately busy when we reopened. Um, I figured it would take time for people to want to come out, for people to know that we were open. No, we're impatient folks. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, within like I'd say. By the end of the second week of us being open, it was it was getting crazy again. Um, nothing's in stock anywhere. Uh, nothing. What do you mean? When nothing's in like nothing's in stock. If you want a PlayStation Four okay. or an Xbox One or even a PlayStation Three or an Xbox Three Sixty, and heaven help you if you want a Nintendo Switch, they are sold out everywhere. So okay, we'll just say consoles within the past ten years. They're gone. They're gone. They're just they're they're they're, they're non-existent, and it's not just our store. They're not at. GameStop, you can't find them new in Best Buy or places like that. You can't find a 360 anywhere? No, no. As a matter of fact, if I were to, if you pull up GameStop right now, at least as of yesterday, 
uh, or two days ago, if you go to hardware and you search for 360 and you expand it to within 100 miles, there's no 360s in Southern California. Like, this shit is just sold out. Well, you can buy them on eBay, it looks like. Yes, you can. And everything's going for higher prices. That Like, the, the price of everything changed after... Um, after well, lockdown. Well, it looks like the original white one's still pretty cheap, but the newer ones, the Slims go, are going for 160 it looks like. Actually, yeah. no, it looks like it's... Var- Maybe it hasn't settled the price. 140 for a, a 250 gig uh, Xbox 360S model. Bundle. Yeah, that's like double the price of what they were before oh, really? lockdown. Yeah. Yeah, th- uh, I mean, before lockdown, an Xbox One 500 gig was going for 129.99, and a 250 gig um, 360 like that was $70. So what is the, what is the one Xbox One now going for? The Xbox One, I uh, like I don't know thirty to what? Haven't gotten one. Oh, okay, haven't gotten one. So in. what? So people were just figuring out. I I want to now buy or should we play more games now that I'm locked in. Yeah, I mean, is I that think, really? I, I think that's it. Is that really it? People have that much more time. Well, I think it's 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 that, but it's also you know not as many people are locked down now. But all of these places like GameStop, um, and us we were without our usual inventory uh you know the the way we get inventory for sure. two full months so that still has to come back in so that still has to come back in gotcha. so we're two full months behind on inventory and then supply places like you know supply lines like in factories i mean like sony nintendo they were oh, yeah. shutting down certain aspects because they couldn't produce oh no everything was shut down in I mean, china for two literally two, two so months. That, i mean that that's yeah. where it is so anyways um yeah that's what i'm talking about because i work all the time now and i have nothing interesting to talk about uh, but this yeah, is interesting, Ian. Work has been don't put yourself down, buddy. Work has been uh, yeah hectic because of that. I I uh, we ordered in, we got twenty. We ordered in twenty five PlayStation Four controllers. Normally, we order about four PlayStation Four controllers per order. Um, you and, from your handy dandy guy that comes in with his little hat on and his little order clipboard. Yeah, and puts it down. <laughs> yeah, sure. Why don't we this way, Ian? Um, <laughs> but uh, cotton of milk, like. I, the controllers are gone everywhere. So, like, people are just... I, I got multiple calls. I got, like, six calls in a row for PlayStation 4 controllers. I thought it was a prank. Can't They can't find them. Really? No, you just can't find them. And people are getting, like... I, I feel bad for people on the phone, but they're, like, sighing, and they sound they like... Burning like, through their PS4 controllers? And, and, and people just, like... Or they like, break? They, everyone is very, very impatient. Everyone wants everything now. Oh, yeah, PlayStation oh. 4 controllers aren't that great. Oh, I'm okay. not a huge fan of the PlayStation 4 controller. They I just, like the PlayStation 4, but I'm not a big fan of the controller. The quality is just it just goes. Yeah, they they go. I, I, my bigger problem with the PlayStation 4 controller is that um, uh, battery life is pretty bad, and it's hard to swap it out. It's not like an Xbox controller. Right. That's why I always give the Xbox the edge on the controllers because you could. There's no bullshit about you tinkering to change the battery on them. You know. Okay, well that's good. Ian. I'm, glad, I'm glad you're getting paid. Not just from the CU podcast, but also from the store. That's good. I went to the zoo on, yeah. on Thursday. So the zoo, I'm in the Keepers Club, Ian. I'm the second tier member there. I might bump it up again. We'll see. Love the zoo, Ian. We love the zoo. San Diego Zoo is like number one in America. It's always voted best, best zoo in America. Um, and they were closed down with everything going on. So they're deciding to reopen. They're going to re- reopen at limited, more limited capacity. And... Everyone's going to have to wear a mask and social distancing put in place. Those are, those are like some of the things they're doing. But they did a preview day. Uh, I think it was, it was Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. 
for members only. Um, I guess it's, it's a smaller amount, and plus they always do events for members only. And then the area one for, for everyone on Saturday. So it was interesting. It was interesting because um, they even had you walk in. You had to snake around. They weren't even letting you gather all one place. You had to snake around from the parking lot through like this big long line. And then they had these stations where you basically had to answer off this board you know, do you feel have a fever? Have you been in contact with anyone that has COVID yeah, nineteen? The same sort of questions they ask before you go into like urgent care or doctors' offices. Yes. But even before that, they had like security. Even before that, making sure I guess everyone had already had a mask on, things like that. So they're doing their due diligence, I guess, the best they can. But once you get inside and people are walking around on their own, that's a different story, sure. and that's what was—I don't want to call it upsetting, but alarming. That, and this goes, I mean, this goes for for most of the U.S. because we're like the only country on the face of the, of, of the earth where the cases are not going down. We're staying the same at this point, um, where people don't care. Even people that are members of the zoo, they think, oh, the people that are members of the zoo, they may be more careful. No, I would say about twenty to twenty five percent of the people walking around were still walking around the zoo with either the mask not on. Or improperly on, and they didn't give a shit. Even when they were, it wasn't. Yeah, sometimes they weren't near people, but sometimes they were. And I was just like, uh, didn't want to be like a mass Nazi, but a couple times I grumbled at people and they heard me. Like I was, I was not pleased that they couldn't go to the freaking zoo and keep your mask on at the zoo. My my, keep your mask on. If not, if you're in cuddle, don't go to the zoo. Then don't go outside. That's the rule. That's a law in California now. Don't fucking go. You're putting me at risk, asshole. As much as I want to uh, go to the zoo, I, I, I don't. I, 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 and Vonnie and I renewed our passes two months ago. Um, and the zoo was great because during this COVID, they, they bumped they extended, up. Yeah, they so, extended your membership. The zoo's the best yeah. organization. Um, we just wanted to get them the money because we knew they needed it right now. But I, as much as I want to go, like, it's the number one thing on my list to do. Like, I want the, the three things I want to do when, when, when this fucking shit reopens zoo, Portland, Buffalo. Like, those are the three things that I want to do. Is well, I zoo, mean, like, I'll, that's I'll what I want to do. The zoo is, since um, it's open air, it's less of a risk. Yes. That, that, so that's the good news. However, I just feel like I'd get angry at people. No, I easily. got angry. That, that's, I would, I don't know that I'd enjoy myself. I got angry. I don't care. The little kids, that's something else. They're breathing to the ground. What, are you going to hit my ankle? That's fine. I don't care if you have a mask on. If you're like, if, you, if you're three or four, you don't have to have a mask on. That's fine. That The risk is so low. It's not existent if, if you even have it. An asymptomatic if you're a kid. But older people not wearing them, like they don't give a shit. Like I'm seeing that more and more where the people that are more likely to die from getting this aren't wearing masks. At work, I've um, developed a hand signal because uh, I would say that 25% of the people not wearing masks, I can agree that with that stat, you're probably right. But wearing them improperly, I feel like that's closer to 75. Oh, I wouldn't put it that high. People no. people don't know how to wear masks. Well, if it's not a, when you say, well, the thing I do at work now, and I have to do it all the time, is... Oh, 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 I like that. Just point and then pull up. That's what I have to do at work to customers all the time. I don't even say anything anymore. I just point at their face and I make the pull up motion because everyone's wearing it like down here. And it's like cover your it's like, face. It's like it. putting a condom on the tip. And that's it. A guy came, don't don't do it then. A guy came in at work <laughs> came into work yesterday without a mask. And it, I, I have to say. It is infrequent that people come in without masks, and most of the people are very, very 
like they're very thankful when I hand them a mask. Most people are being very nice about it. But I hand the guy the mask, he puts it on, and then immediately pulls it down below his chin and starts talking to me. And I just start laughing, and he's like, what? And I said, dude, I just gave you a mask and, to put and on. And he doesn't... And you looped it around, and I said it to him, and I said, you looped it around your ears and then pulled it below your mouth. And what did he say? He was like, I wasn't even thinking. That was fucking just, think, and that, that's a problem. That, that no was thinks. his response. That was his I'm, I wasn't response. Thinking. I wasn't thinking, and like, and and and, and I always say, I always say uh, in the past to private, like, I don't have faith in in humanity. And this is a cynical thing, somewhat. In general, I don't have faith in humanity because just how many people it takes a minority of people who don't think to ruin things for the majority of people. And this is this, I this say, is the biggest case of that happening. My entire life has just been me locked in a battle with uh, misanthropy. That's just what my entire life I, has been. And I refuse to let misanthropy win, but I just don't have the faith in people. I don't. I don't. It only works. I it don't it only it. works in something like this if everyone does it. That's yes. it only works if everyone does it. <laughs> or like ninety nine percent do it. So the one good thing the zoo did though is that they like put barriers in place when there was like glass things because obviously if you breathe on something people put their paws on it so like you know like when you when you walk down near the near the tigers how does the, the area everyone goes underneath because the tigers was mm-hmm. that was just closed entirely you couldn't go there yeah anything for the most part anything with glass like when you see the baboons mm-hmm. like that you you had to be a little bit further back from it that, so that was good. sense but i don't want to call it my favorite place in san diego you have to have more people walking around telling people to put your fucking masks on there was not people walking around doing that. The zoo is gigantic. If you haven't been to San Diego Zoo, it's gigantic. I, I can't even explain. I don't know how many acres it is. It's gigantic. It's it, it's it's insane. It's it's gigantic. And they're always expanding it. There's always like, oh, what's that? Oh, there, there's another They're new expanding area. it right now. Yes. They're redoing the kids' area. Yeah, there's, <laughs> those, they're redoing another area. I look down. I was kind of near the t- Tigers. I'm looking around like, what? What the hell is that over there? They're already doing something else. The so, zoo never sleeps. There's always something being worked on. Um, so anyway, so um, that's all I'm going to say is that please, please take caution when you go out. And I'm tired of people saying, you see signs where it's almost parody, where it's like, my body, my choice. L- listen, asshole. Um, it's not your choice in your body to drunk uh, to be drinking and driving. 100 oh, acres. It's 100. It's, it's not just 100 acres. This Literally, it says how many acres. The San Diego Zoo is 100 acres in size. That It's not just 100 acres. That's not. No, there's no way it's only 100 acres. That's coming right from Balboa Park themselves. Okay, then I don't know what an acre is done, and because that seems really small uh, for the San Diego Zoo. Anyway, um, I, I would I would have said like three or four hundred acres. <clears throat> anyway, so yeah, it's 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 it goes beyond your body, your choice when you're affecting other people. I don't think people either get that or understand it. So we have laws about drunk driving, laws about doing dumb shit that endangers others. So it's 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 not just your body, your choice. I'm sorry, I I, I don't want to get I don't want to get your COVID, you know. It's so. 40 hectares. Okay, would you stop looking at look, Meredith Baxter Bernie stuff while, while I'm talking about this? So, yeah. in terms of reopening, AMC is saying, we're reopening in July. AMC is, I, like, they are just, they are they are the laughing stock. As For far this as whole I'm, situation? Yes. The so poster break? They came out and complained. They, they, like, wept openly 
about Universal. I can't believe they would show the Trolls movie. Oh, that's right. Because in all this, they're starting. Yeah, they were starting to show newer they, movies. Yeah, they've been all fucking weepy demand. about uh, you know movies being shown on demand, and they said they weren't going to show Universal movies because they showed Trolls. Yeah, the, the tro- was it Trolls Two that came out? Yeah, the animated movie. Yeah, you know, they said that they weren't going to. They got they got in their fucking feelings about it and said they weren't going to show Universal movies because they had the balls to show the fucking Trolls movie. Because well, you could buy it on Amazon and other places. Yeah, you could do a couple other movies like that too. I'm sorry, like, like yeah, the movie. It's their business, Universal. It's, they it's, have the right to. They don't. They don't want to wait nine months to see if it it's, comes it's out. It's their business. And now AMC's yeah. reopening, and they've said that they're not requiring. This is so funny. They're not requiring anyone to wear masks because they don't want to get into a political statement. You just made it political. They They just made it political. They they, reversed that within 24 hours. Oh, did they? Oh, yeah. Because they got shit on. Yeah, they did. That's all uh, I did. I did not see them actually reverse that. So they want to resume operations at 450. This comes from good old variety. They got the scoop on Hollywood. What I'm getting Um, at is they're they're going out of their way to fuck themselves over. And I understand that movie theaters... Like your business re- relies on obviously showing movies and yes. people back, and the movies have all been pushed back. But there's got to be a smarter way to go about this, obviously. So they want to re- they wanted to resume operations 450 locations uh, on July 15th because um, Mulan is coming out July 24th, and the big one, uh, the Chris, uh, Christopher Nolan movie Tenet, pushed back to July 31st, so still July. Those those are going to be huge movies, both especially uh, Tenet's going to be seen by everyone. That looks amazing. That movie. I don't know. I've, I've never uh, even heard of it. Okay, go watch it. Or go watch the trailers for a couple. Not now. I'm not going to. Uh, so they said we're going we're gonna to reduce our seating capacity in order to help people social distance, new cleaning procedures, placing hand sanitizing stations throughout its theaters, and, encur- and encouraging contactless and cash-free concessions. Encouraging. So that's all good, but the mask thing is just as important, if not more so, than all of those things. Yes. Like, if you put a barrier... In front of say say they put a, a six feet barrier from the person giving you the popcorn versus everything that's great but if you don't have mask on who cares at that point so um, this is what they originally said uh, about it uh, where's the exact quote about the mask I can't find it here oh AMC uh, will not mandate that all guests wear masks although all employees will be required to do so. No, nor, so you're great. You're putting your employees at, at right. risk then. Yep. Nor will AMC perform temperature ch- uh, checks on customers. They'll will monitor its employees' temperatures and have them undergo screenings to check for signs of coronavirus. The situation will be different in states and cities that require residents to wear a mask there, that, when they're in public. Uh, but uh, Aaron, Aaron, the guy from AMC, said that AMC was wary, was wary of wading into a public health issue that has become politicized. Health, health and public safety is not politics. And I hate when I, I hear people try to argue that it is. Yeah. Science is not politics. No. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of just sick of it. And, and wow. We did not, here's this quote, we did not want to be drawn into a political controversy. We thought it might be counterproductive if we force, we force mask wearing on those people who believe strongly that is not necessarily. We think that the majority of AMC guests will, will be wearing masks. How do you think that? What, did you conduct a poll? Yeah. When I go to an AMC feature, I will certainly be wearing a mask and leading by example. Holy shit. Holy shit. Cases are spiking in states that are reopening early. Florida, Arizona. Like, this is... California's gonna... cases haven't even started to dip. <laughs> They're just where they are because we've reopened everything, but people are still being precau- taking precautions. But... 
but now they're spiking everywhere else. Yeah. So there's no indication that guests are going to treat this properly when we have them all turn on the news. There's when they, no, yeah when they're all jerking off in the, in the Ozark lakes, you know, a few weeks ago together. They don't care. They don't care. People don't care. They didn't yeah. care. Ian gave someone a mask and they immediately didn't care. Yeah. Oh, I didn't think. Yeah. At some point, you have to be a nanny to some of these people. I hate to say it. You have to be the nanny state when it comes to some of this stuff. You can't always trust people to do the proper thing. And that and that's, uh, that's left-wing Pat saying that. <laughs> you know? Which I'll probably be accused of. I've been accused of being everything, I guess. Um, so... They got pushback on this, obviously. So they they reverse course uh, about this. Um, reverse is course by the next day. We'll require guests to wear masks at its theaters. Good. Uh, AMC Entertainment faced backlash after its CEO, Adam Aron, said its decision not to require masks was made in an effort not to be political. All right. Cinemark and Regal are encouraging guests to wear masks, but not making it a requirement for entry. Guess which? Well, guess where I'm going, where it's required where you wear a mask. Those, that's where I'll, I'm going to go, those theaters. And, and, I, and I'm sure other people will think, the people that don't give a shit, whatever. They can go to those. I'm only going to the ones that's required. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, like I said, I'm just going to take my sweet time on going back. But I... Uh... Yeah, it's just... <laughs> but it's it's especially infuriating because um <clears throat> you are the, the people that that announcement that, that that was that wasn't they didn't think they were pandering to what they thought was going to be a a big segment a lot of these people who are online yelling and screaming about masks and all that and how you know oh, it's against my freedom they are a minority of people yes they are a vocal minority yes but companies like this Literally, when they make announcements like that, they are saying, um, we don't want to deal with anything. We don't want... Basically, it's... it's, it's, it's how, how am I trying to put this here? It's like when a parent just puts their kid in front of a TV and walks away. They don't want to do anything. They, they don't actually want to be responsible for their business in any way, shape, or form. Sure. Um, and by, you know, by... And you're catering to a group of people that says, you have to do all of this so that I'm safe, but I don't have to do anything because I know better than sure. me. Um, I, I mentioned it on here before about, you know, my friend who uh, is a hairdresser and she was getting this sort of bullshit. The whole, what are you doing to keep me safe stuff? But they don't want to wear a mask. It's everyone has to. Yeah. Everyone. This, I mean, the statistics are out about they, they've done. How these, often are you disinfecting uh, this? Are all your employees wearing uh, masks? Are, are are you cleaning all your surfaces? But heaven forbid they have to wear a mask. They want you to do everything for them. Sure, it, it, it it's infuriating. Um, they've I've looked up a couple of polls, and it's the vast majority of Americans have worn a mask in public. It's Jeez. around what is it? Eighty four percent of respondents. This is from what was this late May from the Hill. 84% of respondents said they wore face covers in public to limit the spread of the of the novel virus. Uh, 89% of Democrats surveyed said they'd worn masks out in public, while 81% of Republican respondents said the same. So it's still it's still a vast majority uh, there, um, either way. Uh, the idea that there is a sizable portion of the population who somehow violently opposed to this behavior that public health officials are advising just doesn't seem to line up. It doesn't. 
It right. doesn't. And that's, Maybe, what, I, that's and that, what I'm trying to say. And that's what I, that's what gets me so angry about these companies. This, it, it, the, You are pandering to a handful of very loud, dumb people. Yes, the people that are the people that that are either paid actors or crazy enough to to storm the Michigan State Capitol building with guns complaining about not being able to go out. That's a very small minority. Of and here's an idea. Let them go as customers. Let them go. Just let them go. I mean, not go to your place. Let them just yeah, let them just leave. Let them leave. Sure. Let them not be customers anymore. You don't need these people. Cuz like back. I said, I'm not going to an AMC theater if if they were not going to if they were not going to uh, require mess, you would have lost me as a customer. Yeah, stop, stop being greedy for fucking five minutes. You don't well, need these people as customers. Well, it's thinking that by that again, they're confusing politics with safety. Right. Like I don't understand that at all. Well, I'm sure someone um, sat them down and said, "Hey, that really smart uh, announcement you made that you thought was brilliant and was going to make everyone happy. You made these 50 people happy who will come see movies now, but you just lost these thousands of people who will now well, not step into your fucking movie theater because you decided that you were going to make a non-political statement." Yes, it's 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 in, it's insane. I mean. I, even if some of those people aren't wearing their masks properly, the fact that you're forcing them to do it or those, you don't step inside says something. And I don't care if you get to start shaming people for wearing masks properly or just to wear them at all. Do it. I don't care. I don't care. It's like saying shaming people about uh, drinking and driving. There was, I was looking up that there, there was a lot of people in the early 80s that were did the same sort of thing about when people were starting to be required to wear seatbelts. Yeah. There was a big outcry about that. Similar to this. Oh, it's a... What are you, oh, it's my right. Your fucking brain's gonna be splattered against your windshield if you get yeah. into a if you get into an accident at thirty miles an hour, or your or your kid will be because you don't think your kid should wear a seatbelt. It's not just about your all oh, your rights at that point. Then don't get into a car and drive. Then you give up your you give up certain rights for certain privileges in in, in a law abiding society. That's the way this works. That's the social contract. When it comes to these things, just remember the sign. Uh, is it? Is it this? Is it you pulling with that, or is it point? Or two fingers up. Pull. I have this. Yeah, two you can do pull. that too. There. Uh, anyway, so good on you, AMC, for reversing course for committing an unforced error. I just think it's 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 ridiculous. There, fucking idiots. Uh, big news. Big, 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 big news and for me. We need a win for 2020. We need some good news. Yeah, we do. And, and this, 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 this was actually, like, this was one of those Whoop. just joyful moments for me. There was a uh, uh, an announcement. Um, Pokemon Snap uh, 2, uh, actually wow. called New Pokemon Snap, is coming out, and I am so excited. New Pokemon Snap. New Pokemon Snap. Um, Pokemon Snap, for those who don't know, and you might not know, because I did the math, if uh, Pokemon Snap was a child, it would be old enough to drink this year. Pokemon Snap is 21 years old. Wow. That, wow. 21 years fucking old. I was going to say like 2001, it was 99? Yep. Pokemon Snap is, a, it was March, March 99. Wait, 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 learn about that in a future guidebook. So, uh, for those who don't know, Pokemon Snap is a game about taking pictures of Pokemon. It's wonderful. You, you, it's like it's a rail thing, right? So, so there's different there's different courses. Basically, there's different like nature preserves. It's like you're on like a little safari trolley, sort and of you thing. sit on yeah. a little train, and yeah. it, 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 it 
putts you around the the fucking area and you take pictures. First person, right? You're just looking yep. around and uh, you can throw uh, apples and later on like smoke bombs and you can make the Pokemon do all sorts of like fun interactions and that was half the fun of the game was um, was figuring out what you could do to make certain like I guess like set pieces happen like uh, terms of certain poses or certain actions yeah, yeah like making because you got Gyarados appear and stuff like that you got bonus points for for how good your picture was in frame you got and, bonus points for how good like your that. picture was but you could also like throw apples at something and make something come out and something like you, you could, could lower them out you could make different things happen yeah so um, it's the closest thing we have to a popular uh, bird watching video game basically where you're just like trying to look and find things right because you're not guaranteed to find like the rare ones right when you go through you have to like go you have back to know where to look and like yeah. I said there's usually like a, there, there's 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 stuff that you have to do to make it happen like there's there's certain like events that you have to you know kind of set off early on in uh, a level to make things happen later on in a level um, so anyways uh I've been wanting a sequel to this forever because the original game uh, at the time only had half the Pokemon in it and this was at a time when I don't even uh, Gold and Silver hadn't even been released yet so there was like 70 Pokemon out of the 150 um, in the game that you could take pictures of I've always wanted one with more Pokemon uh, and more courses and when uh, one didn't materialize on the GameCube but I thought for sure one would happen on the Wii with motion controls. I figured it made sense for pointing and aiming, um, aiming, you know, like a camera reticle. And I thought for sure it was definitely going to happen because they released the N64 version. Uh, they put the N64 version on the eShop. Oh. And from what I understand, they did actually add... Um, Motion? Motion. So you can with aim with the, the Joy-Con? With, you can aim with the Joy-Con. I okay. could be wrong about that, but I seem to remember that... that Whoop. I seem to remember that being the <laughs> case. Um, so then it didn't happen and I was set. Then the Wii U happens and I go, yeah, okay. absolutely, we're getting a fucking Pokemon Snap 2. Oh, the Wii- oh, you said Switch. They released on the Wii. I'm saying. sorry, on the Wii. Yes, okay. on the Wii. Joy-Con support. With, Joy- with, uh, with, with Wii remote. remote support. Gotcha. Then the Wii comes along, Wii U comes along, and I go, the, the, there's going to be a Pokemon there's a, Snap. There's going to be a Pokemon Snap. It's this, a camera in your hands. It's a camera in my hands. It's a <laughs> viewfinder. This this is, they made this for Pokemon Snap, just like they made the N64 controller for Super Mario 64. If there was ever a game they for the obviously Wii made the Wii yeah. U so that I could get a Pokemon Snap sequel. And then... But nothing. But then nothing. And then I, I, I officially fucking gave up. I officially just gave up. I you, just, you think they want to come out with one? No, I, I just I just assumed that at this point we were never going to get a a a, a, a true sequel to Pokemon. Really? Snap. You thought like that was it? It's been twenty one fucking years. You know, well, you got to grow up. You got to get out of the house. It's been twenty one. Go to college. Years. <laughs> so um, now we're getting one, and I'm very very happy. Well, I'm happy for you, Ian. But here's the thing, Ian. Yeah, I'm not the biggest Pokemon fan. I know like four Pokemon names. I like Pokemon Snap. That's so good. There's something interesting and relaxing about a game where you, you're, it's like you're at the zoo. Like I said, you're sightseeing, you're, you're, you're birding, as, as Frank would do at bird watching, and you're just casually seeing what comes up because it's different every time. You know, yeah. You're not always in the same position. You can get a, and it tracks like, you know, the, what rare ones you found, what, what have you. I mean, I didn't play a lot of it, but I remember playing it. It's just something different. To me, this is this is Pat's Pokemon game. This is this is what appeals to me. Pokemon Go doesn't appeal to me. 
Pokemon Stadium doesn't appeal to me. This is my Pokemon game. This is this is what dr- uh, draws me in, and I can't tell you why because I don't know the names of the creatures I'm taking a picture of besides like four of them, but it's it's adorable to me. So so this, so when is this going to come out, Ian? Not soon enough. I honestly don't know when it's supposed to come out, but it's not soon enough. I don't even think a, a release date was was mentioned. Usually, usually when it's whenever it's a Nintendo property, they tell you right away. <laughs> yeah, when it's you, coming out, or they at least give you an idea. Uh, they're doing uh, doing pre-orders for it. Really, really. When is this coming out here? I'm surprised you didn't know that. Being that you'd be on top of Pokemon <laughs> Snap, that's the one thing I thought you'd know. You don't know about Pokemon no. Snap here. Well, you know, Nintendo Switch is a is definitely a, a console that's that's not known for uh, for things like that, Ian. If you're into games with with blood and violence and sexual content and and kids in sexual compromising positions and rape uh, on the Nintendo, if if if, if that's what you Fuck. want, then buy a Switch. Yeah, well, so so that's why it's surprising to see a Pokemon yeah. game coming out on the Nintendo Switch. There, and that that's all I'm saying right there. That was a wise man that that uh, said that uh, fairly recently. There, so really, really don't have a release date on this thing yet. No. Okay. Someone's going to correct us, I'm sure. Uh, Crash Bandicoot was also a, a teaser was um, was shown for that. Yeah, I, I really have nothing to say about that. Are you not a fan of, of, of Crash Bandicoot? No, I am. Actually, I really like the... Well, I, I just... I, I remember playing it a little bit on the PlayStation back in the day. I like the first three Crash games. Um, I like their weird on-rails but 3D platforming Okay, when you're running behind them. And I like the side scrolling stuff too. Um, The fact that this is called Crash 4, and uh, I think it's called, like, isn't it literally called It's About Time or something like that? Yeah, Crash Bandicoot 4, It's About Time. Uh, I think that's a pretty funny uh, tongue in cheek name. When was the last one? Um, Crash 3. Well, there's been lots of Crash games in between. Crash not 3 a, okay. and, and now. But I think this has kind of been like a... I remember Sonic the Hedgehog tried to do this <laughs> when they tried Sonic 4. They were like, okay, we want to go... Like the first time, they're like, we want to go back to the classic style. We're just going to make another... You know, we're, we're going to put a, a, a number at the end of it. So there's been Crash games on, on other systems that, you know... Uh, Twin Sanity and stuff like that, but I think by naming this one Crash Bandicoot 4, they're implying that they're going to go back to a more classic style of gameplay. Okay, so let's see. Let's see. They had Crash Bandicoot, Cortex Strikes Back, because that was two. Mm-hmm. Warp, that was three. Yep. Wrath of Cortex, so they didn't call that four, technically. Nope. Twin Sanity? Yep. Crash of the Titans? Titans. Yep. Are these all platformers? Yep. Mind Over Mutant? Yep. And it's ab- about times a new one, so this would be the what eighth game? One, two, three, four, five, six. This will be the eighth one, yeah, in, in the series. But I guess they're they just want to go to four. Yeah, and like I said, I think that implies that we're going to see a more classic style, like of, the Sonic Four. Yeah, like okay. a, a return to a more classic style of gameplay. I don't know if I like that. I don't like just doing the number thing like that after ignoring it for so long. I think it's weird, but I mean, I don't really care if it's i mean it's a game that i will i will probably play this i'm not going to rush out and get it on launch day but i am always interested in seeing new platformers 
And after playing the Insane Trilogy when it came out, um, I remembered that I do kind of like the Crash games. So that probably gave them, once that did well, they're probably like, okay, we, let's, let's, let's get this I, th- I think that's going. it. They, they were like, look, we can take these old Crash games, use this old gameplay style, make it look pretty, Remaster and oh, people eat it up, so maybe we can continue hey, with us. I'm fine with that. I'm, I'm fine with that. You, you, you test the, put, dip your toe in the water, and you, and you see what happens. I, I got nothing really to say about Crash either. So um, when are we going to get a Mario Four? That's that's what I'm wondering. Well, it's supposed to be Super Mario World. <laughs> well, but they, they, but they but got rid of the numbers. That's what I'm saying. That yeah, they got rid of the numbers. But there has been plenty of side-scrolling games since that. Yeah, time. like they New Super that. Mario Brothers would have been like a Mario Four, Five, Six if they wanted to do that sort of thing. I mean, God, if you go by side-scrolling Mario games at that point, New Super Mario would have been like, was it was there one in between World and and that? I guess what DS had Yoshi's a, Island technically. Yeah, so Yoshi, yeah, Yoshi's Island would have been five. Yeah. So, yeah, that would have been like seven. I mean, that, six, that, seven, that's eight. subtitled Super Mario World 2, so. Yes. Yeah. I, oh, I forget what, what technically is actually a Super Mario World, World 2, 2 Yoshi's, Yoshi's Island. Island. Yeah. Technically. I, I remember for the guide, but we had decided, okay, is this under... I remember S you or, calling me about why? that. Yeah, because I was like, how is this really referred? I think I defer to how Nintendo really uh, named it there. So, all right, there, there you go, Crash. Um... So I think it would be, uh, it would be, we, we've got to mention this in some way, shape, or form, um, and, and a lot of the news is still coming out, and is, uh, um, there's new revelations like this, uh, like, it seems like every two hours now, um, Destiny 2, uh, is going through a, uh, sort of a Me Too moment. Um, thing exposing gaming community abuse, uh, streamers, uh, sexual abuse, um, and well, it's, it's starting with Destiny Two, but now I think it's expanding to more. It's you know. it's a it's it's a million things right now. I okay. I honestly can't tell you. I, I cannot keep up with it. By the end of the night last night, um, a popular Pokemon streamer uh, was called out. Uh, and uh, w- had issued an apology uh, it, it for was sexual what was called sexual for? harassment. Harassment, uh, I believe, it, uh, involving dick pics and shit like that. <clears throat> uh, was sending them sending dick pics like unsolicited. Yeah. Um, Jesus. Uh, two people, two, two people from fucking Ubisoft workers. Two people who work at Ubisoft. Uh, one was, I believe, he was a PR, uh, uh, like a PR community manager, and um, the other one uh, worked on games. I didn't even know that because I had been trying to follow the Ubisoft one yesterday, and uh, I was blindsided by a completely different Ubisoft uh, fucking scandal that happened like two days prior, literally like two days. So this is all under, I guess it's it's called speaking out. Is yes. that what it's called? And this has also been with uh, re- with wrestlers. And people that are getting exposed as being awful individuals in the in the wrestling community as well. It seems like this has like been everything now. Yes, allegations of rape and sexual harassment um, from people who have the power and are abusing their power um, to put themselves in situations uh, where women feel um, attacked. So it started with this Destiny streamer. Destiny 2 streamer, it sounds like, and then now it's all blown up after that. So, the Destiny 2 streamer, uh, let's see. Uh, so, it started with um, say, say No to Rage. Okay. A number of women came forward to say they were uncomfortable with their interactions with him in the past, which ranged from unwanted touching, 
unwanted, I guess what might happen in advance, to overly sexual DMs. Sano in a rage posted and deleted a short apology video on Twitter, then a longer one on his YouTube channel. He was publicly chastised by Bungie and its community team, and it was revealed that he had been had long been not welcome at events due to inside knowledge of some of these past occurrences. So this was known. This was, uh, what's, what's it called? It's, uh, what's it called? Uh, not public secret. What's the term about that? An open secret or whatever it's called, where people knew about this and weren't talking about it. So this also happened with the, the comedian uh, Chris D'Elia. It happened over the weekend. Where very fucking creepy shit. Uh, where yeah, the was, Pokemon streamer was chess play Pokemon. Uh, so the the the, the 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 stuff from the comedian Chris D'Elia was very creepy shit, um, where he was just going after lots of his fans, and a, a lot of them are either underage or at the age, or it, he might have been potentially allegedly grooming some of these. It was just, I mean, it was a laundry list of behavior where you prey upon a fan base, and we talked about that with Pro Jared last year, mm-hmm. where where people don't realize that maybe I shouldn't use my fan base as, as sort of the pool uh, to go after them in order to get either sexual contact or favors or encounters where you, at some point you have to take a step back and realize that's not how you should be using your fan base and then I'm using, well, that's not how you should be, you know, addressing them or, you know. A lot of times you're not on equal footing. No, because you can if you're if it's 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 like it's, the, it, 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 it's controlling it's a, it's a, it's abusive. You're not on equal footing, and these people they 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 enjoy your content or they look up to you, and it's not the ability to for this to slide in for for the, for it to slide into manipulation is is very very high. Yeah, because you can take advantage for some from someone very easily if they if they look up to you as a creator entertainer um you can easily and you know you're doing it um you could easily sort of turn it to your favor i'm not and i'm not saying there's not scenarios where two people can't have consensual contact that's not yeah no what i'm saying but at some point you can go over the edge and then i think some of these characters that's what they sort of there's a difference between i think maybe how do i phrase this having conversations with people where you know that they feel safe versus now you are taking a step forward where you are now openly preying upon them and now you know that you are because of your stature over them you are manipulating them right or or, or semi-coercing them and making them feel uncomfortable and now they won't even say no potentially because oh i can't sit you know this person i've looked up to them forever and that and and once that gets all mixed together then it's already a mess. Right, and in the case of the Ubisoft allegations, you know, you're also in this position where, <clears throat> um, you know, is this a contact I have? If I, By saying no, am I losing this contact? How am I, you know... Will I get blackballed? Will I get blacklisted? Will, yeah, yeah. Will, will I get gaslit if I don't do something uh, that this person wants me to do? And obviously that happens in any industry, but it, it's come out, obviously, in the wrestling industry. The, the wrestling industry uh, is one of the most carny fucking things ever obviously and I was surprised with, that these wrestling allegations didn't come out a lot earlier about all this stuff happening yeah like it's it's just surprising that this stuff get, gets kept under wraps for so long um so anything anything else to add here I mean it's we're probably gonna hear more and more of these stories I, I think I, I heard about with with the stuff with Chris D'Elia where now it's like a lot of people in the LA comedy team either knew about his behavior or other people doing the same thing and it's you know it'll get cleaned up I guess I guess it's got to start at some point. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I don't really have anything else to say, but I mean, except for when conventions restart again, I mean, uh, keep your eyes on your friends, you know, because uh, that, that's where the Ubisoft one came from. You know, I mean, that's the thing. some of this is streaming, some of this is conventions, some of the it, it, like, it's just fucking like the rapid fire from everywhere this weekend. Like, is it wrestling? It's wrestling. It's conventions. It's streams. It's everything. But I would say when conventions restart again, watch your friends. Keep an eye on people and 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 don't you know create a create a situation where these sorts of these sort of abusers don't feel safe and don't feel welcome. Sure. All right. Uh, and we always come back to Ian on the CU podcast. DC movies. Oh yeah. <laughs> like what are you talking about? And the DC universe, DCEU, which is was it DC Extended Universe, which is their name for. The movie stuff, that's also maybe TV shows. That's not the basically anything what that's non comic books. I can't even keep track, and I like comic book stuff. So we know that the DC movie universe has been I think they called it the extended universe initially because at some point before it all fell apart, the movie worlds and the TV worlds were supposed to coexist together, I think. Oh they, but they've never though. That's a that's a thing. It's like they've always had multiple Superman at the same time and multiple characters, multiple Flash characters. Um, maybe and... I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah, they, they never... I, th- I thought I thought that was part of like why they were calling it the extended universe. I thought that was like supposed to be the, the thing. Marvel that was shit right. was all Marvel in the same is universe. Going to be different universe. Yeah, my bad. The, the Marvel stuff is all in the same universe. I'm just talking. Um, but but so this is what happened. Uh, this is why it's so confusing because you're like you don't you can't keep track of it anymore. So Ben Affleck is done with Batman. Sad Ben Affleck face was not happy with Justice League stuff even before it came out. He, he he did the role in was it four, four movies? He did Batman v Superman, Suicide Squad, um, Justice League. Was it only three movies? It was only three movies he got under contract for? Okay, he did it in three movies. If you don't count the, you can't count the director's cut of of Justice League coming out next year. So he's done with the part. And at that point, they already were scrambling, saying, "Wow, this is not working out. Justice League was a flop." And it probably would have flopped anyway with with the Zack Snyder version. I don't want to hear that. It would have done gangbusters. It wouldn't have. No. At that point. The writing was on the wall that it was not going to be do well. So he's got, done. Robert Pattinson, uh, they recast as uh, they're going to do at least a trilogy with, with him. And it's been unknown how they're going to now start connecting the people they're already recasting. Will we have another Superman movie standalone? We're not clear on that. Is uh, what's his name uh, done with being, uh, playing uh, Superman? Henry Cavill. We don't know. Um and in the meantime, there was this Flash movie happening that they've kept pushing off right. into the horizon. All this stuff was supposed to happen by now. We were supposed to have a Cyborg movie that was canceled. We were supposed to have a Flash movie by now. We were supposed to have, I believe, a Green Lantern movie by now was supposed to have happened or being close to it. And we've gotten uh, an Aquaman movie, two Wonder Woman movies. Well, another one's coming out. And a Shazam movie, which doesn't seem to be connected to any other movies anyway. No, that was but it was entertaining and good. And they're doing good. And they're doing it. a sequel. They might be do, doing the Black Adam movie separately to combine it with the Rock. That's been talked about forever. So what the hell are they going to do now about different uh, Batman characters? Well, they're, they've been, this is like the most mind blowing thing I've heard of. Um, so the Flash movie is also supposed to be based on the DC's Flashpoint event. Which was um, when Barry Allen, which was the second Flash from the '60s, went back to change the past. So now they're going to do this 
Flashpoint movie, it sounds like, in order to somehow reconfigure the movie universe and to basically reboot it. Which is not a bad idea, being that there's nowhere else to go now with this. <laughs> Once you've already recast Batman after only three movies, and after only putting him... And by the way, Batman lasted only... Uh, uh, what? When did Batman v Superman came out? 2016? Yeah. So Batman only existed for two years. 16 to 17 in these movies. Well, two years, it, you know... Three uh, movies in two years. Three movies, two years, and the big thing that we're not, not saying, not a single one of those was a solo marquee movie. Not a single one of those was just a Batman movie. True. Batman v Superman was like your Justice League, you know, point five, basically. Yeah. Because it introduced the other characters. Yet Wonder, Wonder, Wonder Woman was in it for a lot. I, I, and I think, that's a, I think that's a big deal. Yes. I, playing, playing Batman and never truly having a solo movie. That's crazy. Especially after the last three with, with uh, Christopher, uh, Christian Bale were huge. Right. Exactly. Like, it's, it, it's nuts. So, so, the rap originally reported, the Flash movie will ignore... Um, basically, I guess what's what's been going on, or just re- reconfigure it. So this is what they're going to do. Michael Keaton, Michael Keaton, eighty nine Batman. Michael Keaton is in talks to join the Flashpoint movie as Batman. He's going to be an older Batman figure that shows up in Flashpoint, and then he's basically going to take over as Batman. Basically, like as Nick Fuhrer being an older Batman character, and I guess in the in the mainline DCEU movies going forward, but at the same time, they're doing the Robert Pattinson Batman movies that are separate off to the side, basically like basically a new set of Christian Bale movies almost that have nothing to do with the mainline DC movies. But there might also be another Batman that comes into Flashpoint that is um, Batman's father, Thomas Wayne, because I guess there's a Batman storyline that's fairly recent where he's not killed and he becomes Batman instead of the son becoming Batman, Bruce. So now you're going to have like four different Batman, Batman characters going on at the same time potentially. On film, I tuned out two minutes ago. Three or four Batman. I've already lost count. at least three Batman potentially on film at the same time that we know of. That's what they're going to do. So they're going to ignore Batman Forever, Batman Robin. The Michael Keaton Batman movies become canon in the DCEU because that's the movies Michael Keaton was in. But then he's going to show up. You're going to have an older Batman in the DCEU. Which is which? I guess works if you didn't have other Batman already. Well, it's four Batman because Affleck is still technically around in the in the director's cut of Justice League that's coming out. So you really, so you have three and a half Batman potentially. If we don't get a on. movie called The Batman, I'm going to be very upset. <clears throat> and okay, so um, I think Batgirl will be the like current age Bat superhero potentially working under Michael Keaton's Batman they'll have a like they won't have a curtain age Batman but they'll have Batgirl again at the same time Robert Pattinson film will come out like next year that's being filmed now so this is what this is what the DCU has become in like in like two two years three years it's gone from 
something that was could have been something to we don't know what the hell we're doing anymore. And though, Ian, remember they also have the Joker universe of Batman from the from the Joaquin Phoenix version. At the same time, they're thinking about well, what if we use Flashpoint then to bring that version of the Joker into this? Since the Jared Leto one is is just gone and buried already, who lasted um, one film, one film. The new Joker lasted one film. He didn't even show up in the Birds of Prey movie. They just referenced him off screen. Like one film, your Joker Joker shows up in. Your Joker didn't even show up in your versus your Affleck character. Well, briefly in Suicide Squad, but for like the little car chase that lasted a minute. One film damaged, damaged. (laughs) (laughs) That was. Can we like just go back? That was the word. That was. That was one of the worst examples of reading the room and creating a character I've ever seen. Did you ever see the short little cartoon character? They picked up a fucking Hot Topic magazine from six years prior and picked the worst well, picture. Well, let's not there. remitigate the past mistakes Whatever. here. By the way, there's supposed to be an awesome Suicide Squad cut that from, I think, David Ayers that they're not putting out. That's supposed to have a lot more Joker in it as well. So that's you might have that show up on HBO Max as well, I guess. Good, just release all the fucking cuts. Just all the cuts. So, I'm for Michael Keaton coming back. I always thought it would have been, been awesome. It's probably 10 years too late because Michael Keaton's in great shape, but he's almost 70. If they did a Dark Knight Returns live action with Michael Keaton, I thought that would have been awesome to do that. would have been fantastic to do that. Well, I, always, if, I, used, I used to say that would have been great too, but I feel like we're definitely getting to the point where that would need to be done within the next two years. Yes, because that's a Batman before he's 60 years old now, before 70, it becomes... You can probably still do it, and maybe that's one of the reasons Michael Keaton would want to do that. I, I, that would be a huge movie. I would love that. Uh, what Superman would that be then? Would it be Henry Cavill? Would, would, anyway, um, but... Just Photoshop as much fucking shit to his face as possible. Well, that's going to be fixed in the Snyder Cut, at least. They're, they're gonna, that's all going to be gone. They're going to have the regular, you know, original shots of him there. Um, yeah. I, I just don't know how, that, how they allowed that. Anyway, so... I don't know what else to say at this point about this, but if I'm confused and turned off... I think the casual movie go- goer gets more and more turned off by this stuff because you don't want to have to track this stuff before you go to the theater about what the hell's going on. I just saw, wait a minute, I just saw Ben Affleck a year ago. Wait a minute, Robert Pattinson movie just came out. Wait a minute. Well, who the hell is Michael Keaton? He was in a movie 30 years ago, I remember, when I was five years old seeing it. Like, you have to track all this shit in your head seeing this stuff. And, and the, I think the casual minds blow up. If you're a big DC fan, this is awesome. The more, the merrier. And, and we'll have another... Batman show up on a TV show again and I'm going to go back to this about Batman the one the one series that would be a huge hit if you did it properly would have been a Batman show done properly on HBO Max you could have done it same sort of Netflix Netflix style Marvel thing but a little bit you want to say more Batman-y versus Daredevil where you can do maybe not as grim dark violence as even Daredevil got or Punisher on Netflix but you do one episode where he's he's fighting the mob. One of the you know there's various uh, mobs running around in Gotham City. One episode it could be like sort of like the X Files style you know style stuff. There's always like creepy stuff going on from like the '70s style Batman. And then you have your you know your your uh, rogues rogues uh, gallery villain every four or five episodes, just like they did on the animated show. Do the animated show, but as a live action show, that would be the biggest hit ever. Why don't just do that then? 
if you're not, if you can't do a proper, if you can't fit them into your movie universe, just do that. You have a Flash uh, series on for uh, seven years on the CW. Do a Batman show. Try it out. You did your fucking your your prequel Batman show forever. That well, I didn't watch, but some people did. Leading up to nothingness. Sorry, Ian. I, I just can't get over how. And I like Batman. Don't, Batman's probably, if I had a, a favorite DC comic hero character, Batman's probably my top three because I don't go for a lot of DC characters. I had Batman comics as a kid. I read them. It's a cool character, Batman. Good Sorry. old Bats. Was you, are you excited to see Michael Keaton back as Batman, Ian? I'm not excited for much of anything these days. Yeah, I'm excited for, for movies returning eventually. I was uh, <laughs> um, as you f- almost fall off screen. Uh, holding my head in a comfortable position. Comfortable position. You need a CBD gummy? No, I've I've got CBD in my system. Uh, Michael Keaton, Batman. I'm not. You know, what? movies. I'm not. Uh, just not a big movie fan. Uh, <laughs> well, thanks for your input, Ian. Yeah, moving on. <laughs> I'm not though. That is the truth. I I I mean I I I I'm not super excited for movies coming back because movies were never like a, a, a huge thing that I did a lot of. I like going to the lot with Vani okay. and seeing a movie, but it's mostly because I like going to the lot and eating their calamari while sitting in a comfortable <laughs> chair. It's not so much that I'm seeing a movie. You just like the date night experience. Yes, exactly. Precisely. That's, and, the, and the fantastic brownie Sunday. That remember how their brownie Sunday? Wow. Um, We'll do a date they, night. They, they do. They have good popcorn too. I yeah. I like the movie going experience. It's, but the movie. So you've betrayed yourself after seven years of the podcast. Every every movie topic you really didn't want to talk about. People know I'm, I'm not a huge movie fan. I'm a movie fan. People, please, please, still listen to our movie topics. Yeah. out there. <laughs> don't don't mind this behooded person next to me. It's time to move on into the main segment of the podcast. Oh, that's going to be its own separate topic. Otherwise, that's a 56-minute intro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's going to be its main topic. Mean, it's, it's I was going to say that. It was definitely moving in the main topic category. T- territory. Uh, Mixer is shutting down. It's becoming Facebook gaming. It's, it's already done, right? It's done. Um, well, no. It is... Um, Mixer... Is shutting down July twenty second. Yeah, July twenty second. Got a month left for your mixing fun, and it is becoming. Uh, it's not becoming. It's it's partnering with basically Facebook Gaming. Um, basically, they're trying to send you know people who were on Mixer over to um, Facebook Gaming because Facebook Gaming it does ex- pre exist. You can yes. stream on Facebook Gaming. It's not available for everyone. You have to be you had to be formally invited in. I was in talks at one point to do that. I've known people like Norm used to stream on Facebook Gaming. Gerard, our pal, used to do it at some point. So th- there is a platform there. I'm just not super super familiar with it. Right. Um, the news kind of made me like just angry and, and annoyed. Okay. Uh, one, I mean, it sucks that a lot of people who stream on Mixer are going to be without their main platform. Um, I hope that they find themselves, you know, welcomed on Twitch or Facebook gaming and they get to keep their audiences. And, um, you know, I, 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 I hope that it's as smooth of a transition as possible for these folks. Well, the partners will be granted partner status with Facebook gaming. Okay. The partners can go there. The platform will honor. This is this is what they announced. 
Uh, Mixer partners will be granted partner status with Facebook Gaming, and the platform will honor and match all existing partner agreements as closely as possible. Mixer partners will receive an update from Mixer on how to kick off the sign-up process. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, streamers participating in Mixer's open monetization program will be granted eligibility be sure. for the Facebook Gaming Level Up program where you can, can continue to grow and monetize your stream. So I guess that's more like the um, the affiliate program on Twitch. You're not a full-fledged partner, but right. you can still make some, some cash there. You can still make some cash. Um, but more than anything, I, I just like... So I... I hope that those people... I, I don't know anyone who, who streamed on Mixer exclusively, but I hope those people land on their feet. More than anything, it's just... I, I get very annoyed by constantly watching these fucking upstart companies come along, throw a shitload of money everywhere. Well, this isn't an upstart, but... Well, no, I mean... And then, this is an upstart project. Yeah, an upstart project. Yeah. Not an upstart, but like an upstart project. Yeah. Throw money everywhere, and then just proceed to fucking shit the bed. Just horribly. Um, and, I mean, affecting other people in the process. Um, I mean, all you, you look at Mixer shutting down, and then you look at the money that they threw at people like Ninja, Ninja and, Shroud. and Shroud. And you go, what was this all for? What did you really think was going to happen here? They want to compete with, with Twitch and gain their market share. The same way YouTube tried to do with YouTube Gaming before they stopped it. I just... I don't... So this was in existence... Um, uh, officially launched in January 2016 as Beam. When did they throw the money at at, at, at fucking Twitch? That, at Ninja? That was like not even a year ago. Not even a year ago. Uh, so it, this has officially been Mixer since 2017. So I want to say this has been existing for three years. So th- th- so their gambit was uh, allegedly uh, Ninja was paid. It was a multi-year contract. He was paid somewhere, they, let's say, between 20 and 30 million. Um, yeah, the number that I've seen going around is that he made off of Mixer was thirty, and then Shroud uh, maybe ten, and then they signed. They signed about I want to say between five and ten. I have to keep track. They signed some big names over, and and the big signings were still happening like six months ago. Yeah, like this wasn't that they shut. You know, this is so. The gambit was all of Ninja's folks will come over, and then all these other whatever you want to say, ten to twenty other popular streamers. And then we're going to start building up. And I guess they decided it wasn't happening. The numbers I saw just floating around, obviously I'm not looking into it. The numbers I saw was that there was only viewers per people streaming on Mixer was only about two to one, between two and three to one only, which obviously is not a sustainable platform. While Twitch is somewhere between, I saw float around like 25 to 27 to one. 27 viewers to one streamer? for, for, For every individual streamer. Yeah. So that's sustainable. Yes. Because then even if you you have a bunch of people doing it and no one watches, it still averages out to something else. But that doesn't average out on when it's only two to one. Yeah, that's insane. That's insane. That's just, that's just not any any eyeballs having. So what it sounds like is that some people were people were watching those mainstream guys, but then other people were probably weren't being built up at all. Right. Uh, you can't. If it's only two to one. Because Twitch was what was known. Twitch was established. Twitch was ahead of the curve. Um, in terms of infrastructure, it sounds like there were some pros to Mixer, but in terms of like the backend stuff and analytics, and in terms of like vi- uh, the videos that you watch later, it sounds like uh, Twitch was way ahead of that. And of course, they're going to be way ahead. Twitch has been around in, in, in some form for like what ten years now, right? Almost starting with Justin TV. Um, so, uh, whenever Justin TV started, when did Justin TV start? Over ten years ago? We'll just say ten years. Um, so, I'm not shocked that this is getting shut down, but. 
the fact that it's happened so soon after they, you said they threw all this money at this yeah. not just signing these people all the money in, in trying to get all the other influencers the money on the back end probably to get it up to speed all the, all the money in terms of the marketing this, this is this is well, that's what angers me. I don't know. It, they seems, play- like, it seems like such a hell. Like, like, how bad was it that you threw all this money and you you can't, you don't you don't even yeah you don't even give the big like the and fuck them but you don't even give Ninja like a year on the platform. Well, he's getting paid. It doesn't matter. Yeah. No, I know, but I'm, no, I, I don't care about Ninja. What I'm I'm not I'm not his payment. What I'm saying is to give your idea time to work. Oh, the, you're, yes. You're pulling all these people. I don't I don't give a fuck. Ninja's gonna land just fine. Um, no, I, 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 no, my, what I'm saying is I, they, 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 they throw all this money at this idea. Okay. We're going to get all these big names and they, they didn't even give it time to fucking marinate. No, but they probably figured we're, we're throwing. It's not working. We're, we're throwing good one yeah. after bad. Yeah. Ian two to one. Yeah. That's it, insane. That's, that's, there's no, there's no one there. What, but at two to one, why would you throw that money at it anyways with, with two to because one? Because before it wasn't even close to two to one. It was, it was probably less than you know. That, like, what I, that's what I'm saying. But at that no point, because I didn't know, I, I didn't know Mixer was a thing before they signed I, Ninja. And what I'm saying, people didn't. Yep, yeah, great. When it's that bad, Ninja's not going to fucking save you. This is an article from October. Ninja's move to Mixer brought more streamers to Microsoft platform, but not more viewers. Um. So. It was August 1st, Ian, so 10 months ago it was Jesus. announced. So Ninja boasts 2.3 million subscribers on Mixer and is by far the most popular user on the platform, but Mixer still lags behind Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook in terms of viewership. So they announced this in October here that it, this was not going well. The amount of content streamed on Mixer has nearly tripled in the last three months. The amount of hours watched was lower in September than it was in July before Ninja arrived. So this was bad in the fall. We just weren't paying that much attention right. to it here. <clears throat> the move was seen uh, by as a major gamble since Twitch is by far the most dominant platform for video game streaming. Blah, blah, blah. Again, this was a gamble back then. They just threw money at it, Microsoft to be like, well, let's try this. This is, a, this is our shot. YouTube tried it and failed. Maybe we can do better. Yeah. YouTube gaming didn't even get off the ground. And that was sh- quietly, you know, shut down without even any fanfare. People didn't realize it was a thing, you know. The only reason I know it uh, ever existed was because we mentioned it on here. So, are you know about uh, YouTube gaming? Oh, no. I mean, you reason... can still stream on YouTube, but the whole YouTube gaming platform itself and different no, website. Yeah, the only, like I said, the thing. only reason I knew about it was because we mentioned it on here. Um, uh, re- in the so, past. So, here's the people that are hurt the most by this: not not Ninja, no, or Shroud, or the other people they 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 signed. They got their money. They can go back. to No, Twitch. they benefited from this. Oh yeah, I would have. T- yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Tyler Blevins saying, "I'm going to I'm going to Microsoft Mixer because I grew up with Halo." No, you got a ton of money. I would have done the same thing. Don't yeah, fucking lie. Yeah, it's <laughs> fucking ridiculous. It's 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 shameful uh, to lie that much. Um, it's it's fucking shame. Just take the money. I have more respect to say. I take the money. Yeah, they offered me a ton of cash. They offered me a shitload of money. I'm going to be like, yeah, of yes. course. Um, they can go back to Twitch. Yep. Rebuild, and they'll get their their new, they're not going to be denied their partner status. I'm sure Twitch will take them back with open arms. Come back, reapply. You'll be back in a week. Um, it's those people that got partnered on there and tried for the last year to get on there. They're not guaranteed to do well when they go back to Twitch. The people that I'm not aware of, not, the, right. non, the non-household names, we'll just say the middle class or lower middle class, we'll say Twitch people that like could make a little bit of money. Those are the ones that are screwed. The people that are whatever the name is, Mixer affiliates that were trying for so hard to be in that platform instead of being on Twitch where more eyes were. Those are the people that are fucked. Right. 
They're not going to get eyeballs on on Facebook gaming. No. No, because Facebook gaming already exists, so an influx of people from another street is just going to further dilute it and make it's it probably- harder for them to, to be found. And now you're already admitting, well, this is a failure. We're partnering with Facebook. I'm not sure what Microsoft gets out of that, by the way. I guess some sort of they're getting some sort of cash deal in order to combine them or whatever. Microsoft teaming up with Facebook, which makes my stomach turn. I think they've Facebook- teamed up. In the, I think I was reading yeah. something that said they had teamed up for something in the past. I don't remember what. Because so. Facebook's probably one of the worst fucking companies ever. Yes. Um, it goes our Facebook gaming contract. <laughs> but so you're already admitting this is a failed product. <clears throat> right. A massive failure. Now watch our massive failure partner with Facebook. Where, by the way, the Facebook demographics is totally out of sync with Twitch and probably Mixer's demographic. Twitch skews way young, teenager, preteen, you know, uh, late teen, early 20s. Like, that's Twitch, not Facebook, where it's your older aunt and grandma railing about stuff and political arguments and, and, and fake news posts getting promoted. It's a totally different thing. Facebook is more and more seen as a boomer platform, more and more, year after year. Yes. What does this quote from Ninja mean? I love my community and what we built together on Mixer. I have some decisions to make and we'll be thinking about you all as I make them. Who are you thinking of? Is is that who you put out in the last couple days? Uh, Yeah, that was... uh... This is a decision. Well, is Facebook gaming going to pay me a lot of money Money. to be exclusive or go back to Twitch? Twitch. Yeah. Who's going to be nicer to me? And get paid by Twitch. That's the the tough decision. Because from what I heard, the money was guaranteed to all these people. Microsoft guaranteed you the money. That's what I heard too. So it wasn't like year by year like a sports contract. It was like, no, we'll give you all the money. Of course you're going to take it. He's going to go back to Twitch. Unless Facebook gives him a ton of money, then he'll just stay there. Because obviously... I care. grew up playing Farmville at Farmtown. <laughs> I grew I up... Feel, I, feel a, I feel a strong connection to Facebook. I grew up posting on Facebook as a kid. No, you didn't. <clears throat> you didn't. You're like, what is he, 23, 24? I don't know. Tyler? I'm still annoyed. The most annoying thing to me still is that, that he got put on the NFL 100 commercial. That was the most uh, the most weirdest thing ever. Then he trashed the place kicker, you know, six months later. Oh, it's easy. I could do that. It's not as hard as sniping in a video game. It's like, okay, all right, Tyler, get on the field. Put on your cleats. Let's let's fucking lace up, Levins. <laughs> let's see you kick a, <laughs> let's see you kick a 35-yarder. <laughs> lace up, Levins. <laughs> fucking Christ. <clears throat> anyway, I don't know what else to say about that. It's so tough. We, we've seen it with YouTube the same way where it's so hard to establish a secondary sort of competitor and, and to, to gain ground be, because unless you offer something, you can't offer, you have to offer something that's similar, but then why would you be a competitor if it's similar? That's not what a competitor usually does. And when it comes to something like technology, when you start up years behind, it's hard to gain ground. Epic Games is an exception versus Steam, though, because uh, at least to me, that they are offering something a little bit different in terms of monetary scale is different for the developers. And plus, it's Epic Games. They have more money than God now. They can throw money at you. And give me a games like 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 Civ, Civ 6 for free. You know, and give me games free. Right. <laughs> like, that's a... Did you download that? Oh, I'm getting all the free games. I got GTA. Of course I am. Okay. Did, are you, of course? Uh, yeah. 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 What was the last one? That Ark game where you, you where animals are hunting you? Ark. Uh, like dinosaurs and shit. Yeah. I'll play them eventually when I'm old and gray. I'm sure I'll play him. If I want to be old and gray, I'll just start playing Civ. Anyway, anything else to add about Mixer? He really said that, Tyler. He's like, oh, I got some some heavy thinking to do or it, deep it, decisions. It was like, I, I've got some decisions to make, and I'll be thinking of you all as I make them. No, you'll be something. thinking about your calculator, and, and <laughs> you're gonna get your you're getting your old style little 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 visor, like your, your bookie and your little old printing, uh, you know, calculator with a roll of. of be like, okay, shh, 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 
<laughs> is this dollar sign followed by a number bigger, or is this dollar sign yes. followed by a number bigger? H- how many how many commas are in this? And I, like I've, I've said this to people before, that's fine. I, make I, yeah. make your fucking bread. Yes. In in, in in this late stage capitalism as we all burn down as is, is, is the, the walls come <laughs> oh, crumbling. You're going out you're going, you're going into late stage ca- is, capitalism on me Ian. As the walls begin to crumble, take the money where you can. I have no problem with that. If someone offers you the fucking money, make the cheddar. Sell the fuck out. Sell out. But don't be disingenuous about why you're fucking selling the yes. fuck out. It's, don't don't it's not, it's, don't fucking come up with some not lie. It's selling out. It's buying in. Ian. Sure, that's, that's what it is. Take the money, but don't fucking well, spare me. Spare me the the. I'm proud. Eat shit. I fucking. I don't want. I don't want to get so angry. I don't want to get into a political and economics debate with you, Ian. But what would the Twitch be when we're past late stage capitalism? What would it look like when we go to the next stage? I don't. I don't know. Fucking a fire. A fire. <laughs> it just won't exist anymore. The servers be burnt to the ground. Anyway. All right. Moving on, Ian. Ian, we love talking about our old classic video games, and we especially like talking about old video game records that matter so much in the grand scheme of things. No, I don't. I hate it. And I hate uh, Billy Mitchell. I was, I, was being, I, was being, um, I was being facetious, but okay. Billy, uh, Billy, uh, I'm a lying. Uh,. Mitchell uh, got his. Don't demonetize our our, our YouTube. <laughs> um, got his uh, records reinstated in uh, the Guinness Book of World Records. Um, Guinness, actually, what a lot of people don't know is that um, the Guinness now holds the world record for guzzling piss. But Ian, what if I want a Guinness World Record at some point? Now they're going to not like me anymore. I I don't know. I I then don't want a Guinness World Record. It doesn't matter. <laughs> It doesn't matter. Well, that's what people don't know about Guinness World Records. You basically buy them. You don't buy you? it. They come out and they like fucking verify. And they give like, you a little plaque. Okay, you you can eat twenty hot dogs with your anus. Great. Uh, and then they fucking <laughs> they sign it and they go back home, and that's the end of it. Is that twenty in a row or twenty all at once in like in a ring together like in a clump? I'd have to I'd have to check the book. I'd have to check. The there book. are different categories. I'd have both. to check the good book of totally we valid we records. All had, we all had our Guinness. Remember, everyone had the Guinness World Records in your classroom. Yeah, yeah, you know, it was always like $5 because it's full of lies. Um, from <laughs> You had your tallest guy. You had the, had the, had the fingernails that were tw- 12 feet long. Yeah, you, you got two, it. The two heavy set twins on the motorcycle. We all loved it. You got it from book. your scholastic reader. It was like, on sale this week, 1972's Guinness Book of World Records for $3. <laughs> they, they update every year like an encyclopedia. Yeah, I, no, I mean, they do, but... <laughs> so anyway, Billy Mitchell, though, is in a lawsuit Versus Twin Galaxies, who... Fucking take it away, Pat. So Twin, Twin Galaxies is getting sued by Billy Mitchell, he, uh, and also um, Apollo Legend YouTuber, because they claim, allegedly, that Billy Mitchell cheated with, with uh, his Donkey Kong scores because they, there was evidence produced that there was there, it might have been playing, played not on a real arcade Donkey Kong board, but on a, on a MAME. Basically, a MAME uh, program based upon evidence of interstitial transitions happening that look more like the main Doncom program versus the actual arcade board. And this has been, I don't want to say 100% verified, but pretty much uh, verified by the experts looking at this, at least on the Twin Galaxies, uh, you know, uh, judiciary board, if you want to call them, saying that, yeah, this, this original record wasn't, you know, done on an original arcade board. So that's what Billy's been fighting against. Um, and I guess he was coming after Guinness Book of World Records because Guinness Book, 
Guinness folded like a like a cheap suit and said, "You know what, Billy? Yeah, we we believe you. This is fine. We love the taste of your asshole, Billy. Let us keep munching it." <laughs> so, this, so they basically, you want to see uh, go over what they said, Ian? Uh, I yeah, sure. I'll try to read this shit without vomiting. Okay. Uh, after reviewing Billy's gameplay and reproducing similar games myself, I could honestly say that this is legitimate gameplay, Lakeman said in a statement. I do not see a reason why Billy would need to even use MAME or save states to film both games with this style of play. That's not quite the point, though. That's not the fucking point, asshole. That's not the point. The point was you, you were not allowed to use MAME in order to do any of these records. No one's saying that he can't get the score. That's not what people are saying. What we're saying is that He's so obsessed with being the first of in something because he's a fucking asshole that he <coughs> lied about having the first on official hardware. People have looked at the pictures. There's you can find the pictures online. Mame is how is how the screen sets up. Mame Billy Arcade. Billy's are the exact same as Mame in terms of the images. In terms of the images, sure. When it, when it in terms of how it builds out the screen. Builds out the screen when you see the girders fall. Yes. Yes. Um, it, it's, it's, I, I don't see how there's any way to dispute that. Uh, but they're just going to say that's so. And I'm trying to find the other quote. There's another quote that was... Um, uh, here we go. In a written statement, uh, Day also cites industry veteran Todd Tucky in saying, what Twin Galaxies' uh, new owners have said about Billy Mitchell's score is simply not possible. This is this is a bold-faced, outright lie and would almost be hilarious if it wasn't so uh, insane. There has never been and never will be an emulsion. <clears throat> okay, they were trying to spell emulator, but they spelled it wrong. Okay. A board that plugs into a Donkey Kong machine. It is simply impossible for anything but legitimate hardware to have been inside Billy Mitchell's machine. So they're saying that you, you, you there could not have been any MAME setup possible in a Donkey Kong cabinet. That's what they're saying. Yes. That is just wrong on so many, so many levels. There is an update here. <laughs> I don't know why Ars Techno would have had to update it. It feels like this should have been an editor's note immediately. Putting emulation hardware inside cabinets that look standard from the outside has been relatively common for years. Ours regrets not including this context in the original Oh, because they got hit on, I think. Yeah, they should have. Because um, MAME has existed since, what, like, 95? Around there? There's even a, a fucking genre of furniture you can buy for your house known as a MAME cabinet. And that's been a regular thing for at least... 10, 12 years. There's nothing special uh, about the Donkey Kong cabinet. The Donkey Kong cabinet, like every arcade cabinet, is a fucking tube, TV screen, and empty space. Yes. And you, you can... You, you, can, you can hook it up to a computer. You can, there's, there's you, you can to hook it up to... You can, you can shove uh, anything you want in there. Yeah. You Retro can put... You, you could store 50 cheeseburgers in there if you wanted to. Uh, so, oh, MAME's existed since 97. I would I would probably guess that within a year or two of MAME existing, people were building MAME cabinets or, or, or putting them in existing machines, probably. Remember that big behemoth I had, Ian, in the old game room? Yeah. The, the four-player cabinet? That was that MAME cabinet, Ian, was originally an arcade cabinet. So I converted it. I put, I put a computer inside it. It's possible to do that with original arcade machines. It was an X-Men Children of the Atom uh, fighting game, by the way, that came that cabinet. So it's ludicrous. This is what's happening. This is this is Guinness saying, 
please don't sue us. Whatever, it's not worth our time because we're going to go out. Yes, that's we're, exactly. We're going to go is. out and find the guy who can fart the most in, in an hour. That's what we care about making money. We don't give a shit about this this fucking bullshit. It's not our bread and butter. We don't care. Right. We're gonna find. We're gonna find who has the you know who has the the, the longest toenails you know clippings or whatever. That's what we care about. Like this is such a small part of our business. We don't give a shit at this point. They're just, they're just making money off of of people that want you know self-aggrandizing uh, little plaques of themselves and memorials. I'm not saying if one of those people is developing a new game console, but probably. So those are the people that that's how they make their money. Yes. Guinness Book. It's not like a. It's not like this esteemed organization, yeah. right? Guinness Book. It's not. It's a joke. They might. They might have a little museum here and there, like like on pier somewhere or boardwalks. What that? Like what is? What are they doing? No, no, that's Ripley's Believe It or Not. They don't even have that. I'm, I'm confused. Yeah. Ripley's Believe It or Not. They, Ripley's has more cachet than Guinness Book of World Records. So, anyways, yeah. I I mean, it, it's. It's absurd, and to see Walter Day, fucking like. Well, he become, he carries Billy's water. We know that he yeah. always has. There's arm and arm. A further caricature. Um, yeah, it's. So again, this isn't an indication that Billy's going to win his court cases at all against, um, against Apollo Legend or or against. Uh, Twin Galaxies. He might use this potentially as evidence, but it's going to come down to the experts saying, "Okay, were the record was the record set on the main cabinet or or main or, or real hardware?" That's what it's going to come down to. Yep, that's what it's going to come down to. And even if Twin Galaxies, even if that's the case, if Twin Galaxies believed that it was done on a main cabinet, then then it's fine. You have to prove that they didn't believe it was done on it, and then still right. lied about it. Right? It's exactly. Gonna be, it's going to be so hard to to prove the defamation uh, in, in this case here. Sorry. Anything else to add? I mean, I just uh, it's it's just uh, it, it's just uh, I don't know. I I, I don't. Know. It, it's it's in, we're an insane insane point when it comes to some of this stuff. Uh, Mitchell said, unfortunately, in 2018, I became the subject of false allegations. Um, I just shook my head as to how this would happen. I didn't shake my head long. My support system simply wouldn't let me. Okay, there you go. When reached for comment by our Technica Twin Galaxies owner and CEO Jace Hall, sent the following meme as a message. <laughs> Which he said could serve as his quote on the matter, which is Kermit drinking the Lipton's tea. Yeah. Which basically means it's fucking nothing. I'm just going to yeah go on with things, you know. Mitchell also released a, full, a fuller video statement where he says he first got in touch with Guinness last September. Mitchell used the opportunity to praise praise Guinness's reputation. Oh, that sterling Guinness reputation. Um, they really do their investigative work when it comes to this stuff. He says it was very refreshing dealing with them. As they conducted their own investigation, sure, yeah, yeah, Guinness has their investigators on the case. Their whole team, I'm sure, is looking into this stuff. Yeah, this is it's a, it's a joke. All right, moving on. All right, Ian, we got to talk about Wada. Really, really, Heritage Auctions. So Heritage Auctions has their has their sort of sealed video game auctions. Uh, <clears throat> the bigger ones go off about once a month here, and a month ago, um, we we spoke about. The insane Atari Twenty Six Hundred uh, auctions that went off, uh, which NS is never shrink wrapped. We, we discovered, which I thought it was not sealed, never shrink wrapped. So games that are still sealed but not shrink wrapped, unopened games, whatever. So a couple of the ones that stood out, there was a bunch that stood out, but Adventure, but then the big one was Parker Brothers Spider Man on the Twenty Six Hundred. And at the time, I said it made sense to me because it was. Spider-Man, but not 
not like not like okay this is a a sane price but i understood how it got there so what i said at the time was that there's plenty not just plenty of spider-man atari 2600 games around there are plenty of ones that are unopened oh yeah still absolutely and this goes back to the video game crash and then making way too many of these to the early 90s. They were still selling uh, unopened Atari 2100 games, I want to say, probably to 89, 90, 91. Like, I remember being a kid when I was always looking for NES games, and they still had the clearance fucking thing there. These, they, sure. And we're not talking about new old stock. We're not talking <laughs> about stuff that's stuck in warehouses. We're not talking about stuff that was sold to liquidators. We're not talking any of this stuff. I mean, we're, there's, there's pictures of... Uh, of like conventions, uh, like Classic Gaming Expo twenty years ago when they first uh, did it, or even fifteen years ago, they have stacks of you know unopened Atari games on the table. When I used to go to these conventions, I I didn't even pay attention to the unopened Atari games because no. I knew these aren't anything to worry about. Yeah, there's a lot of them out there. I remember buying dollar. I remember buying Atari fifty two hundred games from the dollar store. They had like, the dollar in store ninety like one. Yeah, they had at the dollar store. So the point is this: is that we knew that th- th- there was there was we'll just say uninformed speculation going on here, and that's the nicest way I can do it when sure. it comes to these Atari games. Um, but now we have sort of the, the real evidence that this is what's been happening because already within a month we have seen a similarly priced. Uh, excuse me, similar, similar grade, exact grade. It was like a 9.8, uh, 9.8 sealed Spider-Man go for, from, was it over $9,000 to $2,760 in this latest auction that just ended on June 22nd. Jesus. A 9.8 A++ <clears throat> sealed Atari 2600. That basically means that was pulled probably from a shipping box. If yeah, it, it's in that condition, right? Like untouched, here. So what does that tell you, Ian? It tells you that people I didn't know anything about video game collecting said, "Oh my God, this is a pristine copy of this. This is going to be the next big thing." It's Spider Man. It's a comic book character, and it's even older than NES games. It's a few years earlier. It's early eighties. Yeah, this is going to be worth <laughs> even more money. Not doing any research to know the market of of Atari 2600 games versus other video games that exist, how it's not sought after in the grand scheme of video game collecting overall, partially because Atari's not a household. It's a household name and, like, barely whispers anymore if you want to say it's a household name. Sure. But there's just so many of these out there, you cannot justify this price sticking. I'm surprised that someone even bid up to $2,700 on this. I'm shocked by it. Because when you go yeah. on e- when you go on eBay, Ian, there is a dealer on eBay, Spider Man twenty six hundred Wada, that had several listed for sale and still does. There is an eBay vendor that has one, two, three, four, five of these graded, five graded, and there's a person that has a six one graded, all sealed. And they run between uh, 8.0 to 9.4, 9.6, 9.8. I don't care if this is a 10. It's Spider-Man on the 2600. I don't care what grade you think, right. what, what, what this is. But the person that's selling five of these um, is a comic book vendor that has this. So they're getting it on the action. 
And that's, <laughs> well, and that's that's what I said the last time. I said that the reason that went so high is someone outside of video games looked at it and said Spider-Man is popular. Old Spider-Man stuff can be worth money, and they went nuts on it without really knowing what the fuck was going on. Sure. But when you have a drop, drop, drop of of less than half of the value from one month to the to the to the next. That's that should be alarming out there if you are uh, a speculator. Unless you have so much money to throw around that hey, I'll take a $9,000 loss back. on yeah, this cuz you're not making that money back. None of you are making the money back on, on these twice 100 games. I, I will put my collector reputation on it. Over years from now, you are not going to make your money back long term on this stuff. You're not. Sure. You're not. And you know why, Ian? Because we don't know how many are still out there. Yeah. If you look for completed auctions of 2600 sealed se- on eBay, I, I got to do it at least once, Ian. It's new. Um, You'll see. You got to get better at it. I know. I got to. I, I got to get. You know. You you'll see the pattern that's happened here. You'll see that like these were selling new old stock earlier in the year, um, even if they're like sealed. But there was a little sixty five dollars. Buy it now, April fifth. Eighty dollars. Buy it now, April thirtieth. The seals I think weren't one hundred percent, but they were sealed versions. Even if you want to go nuts, on May 11th, a sealed one went for only $1,900, which is still insane to me. That could have been one that was graded and put up on one of these auctions or so, or or quickly graded it and being sold by this comic vendor at that point. Um, May 24th, a VGA one went for uh, $1,469. So even if you want to say that, and that's an open bid one. So the marketplace obviously is not established, but we're talking about within a month, these radically different prices within two months going from an $80 game to $9,000. Like, this is just insanity to me. And I think last week when I looked, there was ones even further back in the year that were literally saying, like, ones that were pulled from a shipping box earlier in the year. Really? Yeah. That could be these ones being graded now. This this is this is ludicrous to me. If you want to, if you want to say, well, it's it's, it's paying ten thousand dollars for a statement is insane. That at least is a, 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 a legitimately rare game that you will not find easily. Right, it's always going to have um, its rarity. At the very yes. least, it will always have its rarity. <clears throat> You're not going to find a billion more of these. I can't even tell you an equivalent to this because I don't remember seeing something this not rare go for for this amount of money. Yeah, this is beyond to me beanie baby stuff. At yeah, this point, it's wild because it's happened so quickly. Here, Sean, our buddy Sean from Reserve Investments did a full video on this. I'll, I'll link it. Uh, you can check it out here. But I would love to now know. In the past, since these since these crazy speculators have only been doing this for again a year and a half at most, what what Atari dealers out there that are now getting whiff of this or had went and greatest and who's actually selling these at auction now, right? Because now you're going to have these up for auction probably every month, and they're going to keep slipping in in value. They have to. Oh, yeah. Because these people are going to figure out, wow, I just saw one go for nine grand or seven grand or six grand, and now there's ones keep coming up. These these aren't rare. They're going to, at some point, reason's going to enter their mind that these are not rare. Yeah. At some point, these people are going to go, oh, oh, I don't know what. I don't need to pay 9,000 for this. It's like, oh, why weren't these selling for this amount of money before me and my crazy friends jumped in on this? 
Why is that? These were I could have bought this for for five bucks ten years ago, and now it's a ten thousand dollar game. That seems rational. No, it doesn't. There's there's no sustainable collecting market that acts like that at all. For it to be sustainable, it has to naturally, organically, over time, get established. Rare Star Wars toys didn't jump up in value overnight. It, it took decades for that to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Even even the same events took. 20 years to get to the point it's gotten at but even back then it was it went for the most amount of money it was known to be a hard to find game even in the late 90s yeah yeah i mean it was going for hundreds 500 yeah, <laughs> yeah. so it always was ahead of the curve <laughs> spider-man was never a game where wow this is going to go for a premium because it's spider-man right logic has to come in at some point about Math. math, rarity, supply and demand. I don't want you bringing up math. How many? How many are still there? I don't have a pat math button uh, to hit here. Just um, the sound of a car crash. I, I sometimes there's been times where I got close to the decimal point. Ian, <laughs> very very hurtful to me the past couple weeks. First you can't say I can't work at a restaurant. Now you say this. So I I don't know what else I can say upon upon this. This is I mean, it's 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 lunacy. I mean it's lunacy. That's the best thing I can say. I want to make sure I had the price of the one that went for nine point eight, correct. I, I believe it was around around nine thousand dollars. It maybe was several thousand. It, it was several thousand dollars. It was keyword Spider Man, Spider Man. I'll put in Spider Man, Wada, and see what comes up here. And then I'll do sold listing. Are they are they keeping this like? Oh, by the way, there's already another nine point eight. A plus plus sealed for auction to go off eighteen days from now. Right, because I that, guarantee you, because this, this that is person isn't going to get their nine thousand. They're realizing that they're not going to get their two thousand. They want to get that one thousand. This is some person that's had these has probably uh, multiple shipping cases mm-hmm. that realize, wow, I can let's see what what idiots will pay for this. I have twenty of these laying around. The grays are exactly the same. There's been one a month. This is I, I almost guarantee you the same person. That went and got these great all at once and is now making bank on these mm-hmm. one at a time. Making bank. Why can't I find the sold uh, the, the sold pass one? Are they hiding the, the one that sold for a lot for months ago? I'm not uh, saying Heritage Auctions is, is is hiding this, but I cannot find the one from a month ago by doing a simple search of Spider-Man and WADA. Why can't I find it? Most recent sales. Last active. Most recent sales. It's not coming up. Why is it not coming up, Ian? I don't know. Maybe they don't want you to know. View passed or sold. Okay, here we go. Okay, a 9.6 just went for, on June 1st, went for uh, 3360 So the better graded one, Ian, just went for $600 less than the awful 9.6. And that, of course, went for thousands uh, below. Okay, they weren't hiding it. I don't want to cast aspersions. It went for $9,000 at 9.8. Jeez Louise. On um, May 1st. So six weeks later, Ian, that's a drop of Pat Math. That's almost two-thirds. That's like 60% drop. Jesus. That's less. Yeah. 2,700. <clears throat> 2,700 divided by... 27 divided by 90. Is that insane? Yeah, it's absolutely fucking wild. That's, 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 th- that's 30% of it. It dropped 70%. It drops seventy percent. I I I can't wait to see what the next one goes for. I can't wait to see what this next one goes for. Again, mm-hmm. all the same grades. These are nine point eights. <clears throat> These are three nine point eights in a row. Nine thousand, 
to oh a June fifteenth one sold for forty two hundred, so that already slipped to less than fifty percent. Jeez. And then the last one just went for for twenty six sixty. That's that's falling off a cliff. Week by week. Wow. So I we skipped over the one on June fifteenth that went for forty two hundred. I went I went straight to the last one that went on June twenty second. Here. So it's interesting that this, these last auctions have a lot less twenty six hundred games. I wonder why. Because people are realizing that they're not fucking worth anything. Well, but if I saw the adventure one go up, I, I'd want to put my, uh, you know, my adventure up and get a few thousand for a game that's legitimately probably worth one hundred and fifty, two hundred dollars. Sure, you know what I mean. It's just interesting that I wonder if this is gonna. I wonder if this is gonna really train some of these. Uh, you want to call them collectors or speculators so maybe i should start looking up this stuff to making sure i know what the hell i'm I'm talking about yeah maybe when i see pat in person at a convention i shouldn't just yell at him saying you don't know what you're talking about when i've only figured out video game collecting was a thing for the past year danielle maybe you shouldn't do that maybe you should start talking maybe hey hey guy hey you know like hey uh someone like a good old uh you know like uh rick weiss hey you know uh you've been collecting atari 2600 games for like 25 years are these rare at all and, and and learning about the history of this stuff, you know? Right. Maybe, maybe you do that. Maybe you do that. All right, Ian. So, Heritage Auctions does their auctions. We just talked about the insane lunacy of the 2600 sealed Spider-Man games going for thousands of dollars and now dropping off a cliff in price. So, when I was looking at Heritage Auctions, um, I noticed a game that was on there that Heritage Auctions had for auction. Now, Heritage, it's, this is not on Heritage Auctions. They, they just get what they get, and they consign, and they, they auction off. But this, this, this um, led to... I mean, this goes back to a discussion we had about a month ago about what is WADA actually accepting for grading. And they had a... Remember, they had an English patch repro of a, a Final Fantasy um, game that didn't yeah. come out here in the U.S., so we had a different disagree, slight disagreement about whether or not you know you can see people getting it great or what have you. I understand your side of it, and I, I read some responses from people online, and I get it. I just didn't feel particularly that strongly about that one, and I still don't. Uh, but this example is something that I would you, you're, you're more on my side. With. Yes, so, I, would, I would absolutely be in agreement uh, on this. So on on so Heritage Auctions re- recently put for auction, and I'm glad it went for basically nothing here. Um, because it's worthless. A reproduction gray cart of Hot Slots on the NES here. So Hot Slots, if you don't know, is one of the three Panesian adult games that came out in the NES. Uh, rental only, as far as we know. Peekaboo, uh, Poker, Hot Slots, Bubble Bath Babes. They're extremely hard to find. Um, they are black cartridges. You cannot confuse them with anything else. Um, so this is straight up, you know, you can't call it a straight counterfeit because it doesn't look like the original games, but it's it's a worthless reproduction of, of a rare game here. And if you made a case for was it was it Time Walk was the last one that was the one that they graded the Time Walk it was a Time Walk game that was graded the Final Fantasy one. Yes. So if you make a case at least that has some artistic maybe artistic merit, it's a company that went on to do other stuff. It's a nice you know box game or what have you. This is just a, a cartridge that you know. Someone probably bought off of AliExpress for like you know 
like like a few dollars and got graded. This is someone taking an Action Comics number one, photocopying it and sending it to the fucking CGC for grading and getting it back with and a getting grade. it back with a grade. Um, so it says Hot Slots, Panesian, three screw donor. Oh, it's a donor cart. It's it says on there. So it's not a. It's a fucking donor cart they graded. Yeah, reproduction label. Yeah. So that I mean that's wow. I, that that's somehow even worse, worse to me. Yes, it is. It, it, it was, um, it, this this wasn't. I didn't even, see the donor card in the fine print until now. This wasn't even a a run of like of, of leg- legitimate repros, which isn't a thing. It, it, it's not. But I mean that it, going back to the Final Fantasy two one, it was never released here. That was kind of my argument there. Was and I and I I do get your arguments and other people's, but this this is literally this is a cannibalized cart that's being graded with a repro label. Yeah, this is the lowest of the low. Yeah, to me. This is literally something that someone does in their living room so they can have a copy to play and they decide to grade it and sell it. Like, that's absurd. Don't make the arm of this, oh, this is like a, a famous uh, r- guy doing repro donors. No, 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 this is, this is straight up fucking garbage. This should not have been graded at all. Yeah. I don't care if I get a, a bad email. I'm calling, I'm calling out WADA for grading this. Yeah, no, it's a bad idea. This this is if it was even if you want to say it was borderline before for the Final Fantasy thing. This is straight up fucking garbage. This is worthless. And I'm glad that the people agreed at Heritage Auctions because it only went for thirty five bucks with the buyer's premium. And you know what? The case is worth probably thirty five bucks at most. Yeah. Um. Because so with the buyer's premium, and I hate now I got to do the the math backwards about how much it's actually sold for. Eighty uh, percent of thirty five dollars. This sold for about. Um. It actually got more than one bid. Who the hell is bidding on this? Let's, let's for a joke. This went for like twenty eight dollars. This got. I think the minimum bids were like uh, nineteen or twenty bucks. This got like probably like a, like a handful of bids. I don't think you can see that. You can see the. Can you see the bidding history on here? Mm. I can't find it under. Let's see auction info. Uh, it got three bids. Okay, it got three bids here. Three bids on this, Ian. I guess if you want it just for a lark, it's not on them though. Again, it, for, well, first of all, I'm, I'm glad that the person got it graded lost money. Yeah, they lost money because they're only getting, um, uh, let's see, they're getting twenty eight dollars. They had to have it shipped there. They shipped it back and forth uh, to get it graded. They lost money. Wada's not losing money. They're grading whatever they're they're, they're getting into their their warehouse and just uh, you know taking money for this. Watt has made some missteps the past few months that have come to our attention. Yeah, this is insane. I mean, this is. I mean, this is exactly. I mean, they, I, I talked. I, I, I talk about the story about the guy who came into Luna during the sale once and like slipped in like bad repro versions of like uh, Flintstone, Little Samson, uh, Little Samson, and uh, and um, Stadium events. This would be like if they said. I mean, they would grade those. Well, I unless, I, unless, unless I hear otherwise, I mean, they would; those would be sent in, and those would be graded for whatever fucking reason. They would choose to grade those. I, I can't believe this would be like you, you say. You said it was a photocopy. No, no, no. Ian. This is like if I sent in an actions uh, action comics number one to be graded, but it was a real golden age comic I ripped to shred, and I just put a photocopy of the cover over an actual comic. Like it, it somehow gets worse, being that it's a donor cart to me. Because now it's not it's not a, it's not a hot slots. This was not originally a hot slots. This was another game. This was another game that you graded to be excuse me that you certified to be a hot slots, a reproduction hot slots. Like this is wrong on every 
single level here. Can I make that clear? This is wrong on every level. They should have sent this back. Thanks, but no thanks. We don't do this. They should have sent it back with a laugh track. The amount of money you took to get this graded other things is not worth... First of all, it's a, well, Heritage should now has probably realized, well, this is a joke. If they didn't before... If I see the guys at Heritage again, I, if there was a Comic-Con, I would have told them about this. Like, you can't be auctioning off stuff like this. You can't. I feel like I informed the guy last year. I had a 20-minute conversation with the guy from Heritage about some of this stuff. But now I'd like to have a, a further conversation about these sort of things here. And I know they're all embedded with each other. Heritage with WADA, with some of the people that bid on and buy the car. I get that. But at some point, it's blatantly clear you're doing something this wrong that it has to be called out. This isn't this isn't like the prototype screw-up where we'll give you a pass even though you should have kn- known better. Yeah. Uh, th- but this isn't the, if you want to say, the borderline doing the repro run of the time walk. This is, this is, this is trash. This is straight trash. I can't put it any nicer. I, I'd, I'd like to put it nicer than no. that. No. This is trash. That's no, garbage. This video is sponsored by NordVPN. It's what I use to keep myself safe online, and you can too. If you care about the privacy and security of your information, NordVPN is giving you 70% off a three-year plan, only $3.49 a month when you go to nordvpn.com slash podcast or use code podcast at checkout. Plus, you get an extra month of NordVPN for free. Today, having a VPN is more critical than ever. Why? Well, if you're going online, your information and browsing habits are out there for anyone to get a hold of. When you use NordVPN, there are thousands of super-fast servers in 60-plus countries, and those connections secure your information using military-grade encryption. And there is no data logging. That means your information and what you do online is nearly impossible to track. There's an automatic kill switch that shuts off the internet if it disconnects from the VPN, and it works in China and the Middle East, even countries like the United Arab Emirates and Saudi Arabia. There's a NordVPN app for your phone and laptop, so that means when you're getting free Wi-Fi at a coffee shop, airport, hotel, wherever, things like your passwords and banking info are harder to get a hold of. It works on PC, macOS, Android, iOS. There's unlimited bandwidth and a money-back guarantee. Again, to get that special offer and start taking your internet security seriously, Get 70% off a three-year plan and one extra month of NordVPN for free by going to nordvpn.com slash podcast or use code podcast. Take control of your internet again with NordVPN. All right, Ian. Patrick. Nintendo has some uh, several at this point uh, mobile apps. Yeah. Um, Nintendo is deciding that it's going to calm itself, calm its tits on uh, mobile gaming. And I'm not. Is that what they officially said? Uh, they, uh, Doug Bowser, we're going to call our tits. We're going to we're going we're gonna to fucking call our tits <laughs> on on the mobile gaming guys. Um, so Nintendo is. Uh, this is a Bloomberg article. Nintendo is retreating from the 77 billion mobile gaming arena after disappointing results deflated once lofty ambitions, ending a multi-year effort. Just as the market goes through an unprecedented COVID era boom, um, it's interesting how you can track it's one of the few things i think that literally from like the an early it would have to be an early episode of the cu podcast where we talked about nintendo um not doing mobile games the entirety of of, of nintendo's entry into the mobile market and exit of the mobile market can be covered with the cu podcast it was quick i mean the cu podcast has been up for a while but they 
came in. It's been a while. <laughs> oh, that's awful. <laughs> um, they uh, entered the mobile market with um, Tomodachi Life, which was a weird little, uh, or yeah, something like it. That was before Mitomo? Yeah, it okay. was before Mitomo. Um, and it was, or I'm sorry, Mitomo is the phone one. Tomodachi Life was the 3DS one. Same characters, same style. Okay. Game. Yeah. So Mitomo. Um, it was an interesting little like social app. Everyone used it for a few weeks. Everyone used it for a few weeks. It was fun, and I mean, it, it fell apart. They released Super Mario Run, which is a one button um, Super Mario platformer. It's an auto runner. $9.99. Um, $9.99. No freemium mechanics or anything like that are free to play. You just you got a demo and then you bought it if you liked it. Um, I thought it was a great game. I enjoyed Super Mario Run. I, 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 I completed it. I got all the, the black coins on it. I thought it was worth 10 bucks. Yeah, but they didn't know that the mobile market doesn't like pricing that way, the customers. Right. They don't like buying things. They'd rather spend a dollar up front or free and then spend 50 bucks in, in DLC or freemium bullshit, you know. They had their Animal Crossing Pocket Camp which was a relative success from what I've heard. Uh, and then Dragalia Lost, which was their <laughs> uh, free-to-play RPG. They also have the um, Fire Emblem game. Um, all the games, like especially the Fire Emblem one, Super Mario Run, uh, Animal Crossing Pocket Camp, from what I've heard. All, uh, and they have their Mario Kart game, too. Um, Mario Kart Tour. And then the Dr. Mario one. And Dr. Mario. Yeah. That came out, with, what, six months ago? Yeah, Dr. Uh, yeah, Dr. Mario World. All of the games have been relatively fun. Yes. Um, the games aren't the problem. I just think Nintendo's not really making any... Uh, oh, Dragon Mario World was July of last year. Okay. Almost a year. They're not making a ton of, of uh, money off of it. And uh, according to this um, article, uh, mobile games were expected to make $77.2 billion this year, which would account for half the overall video game industry's sales, according to research from NewZoo. But since the release of Mario Kart Tour in fall 2019, Nintendo's mobile pipeline is empty. They've got nothing. They're not working on anything to come out. Um, in a sense, Nintendo's enormous success on console reduced the need and pressures to put resources into mobile. And I think that's, that, that's true. Uh, there's they don't a, hedge your bets as much? Right. Um, it, it's, it, it says furthermore here in uh, this article, uh, fearing that it would harm the brand equity of its franchises, Nintendo asked its mobile development partners not to force players to spend a lot in games, according to people at those companies who asked not to be identified as the matter is private. A Nintendo spokesperson declined to comment. Uh, I could totally see that being the case, yes. though. As matter, I mean, we talked for ages about how Nintendo didn't want to do mobile because they don't want to cheapen what they see is very strong brands. And, and, and yes. it's true. Um, part of the reason why Nintendo is so successful is people, whether people actively say they love or hate Nintendo, people know that there is going to be a level of quality associated with a Mario game, a Zelda game, something like that. They're not going to come out and be absolute disastrous bullshit yes. crap. People will spend 250 or $300 just to play that new Zelda game because they know that, well, $350 because they know that Zelda game is going to be right. insanely good. People can argue that Mario Odyssey is too easy or that they didn't like the weapons breaking in, in Breath of the Wild and there can be lots of people who personally don't like it but you know Nintendo has done such a good job with their licensing uh, over the years that you know that you're not the first parties the first party stuff, you know you're not going to just get some shoveled out bullshit. Yes. Um, and that is something that they want to keep up. Nintendo's also been good with 
their DLC practices, uh, in their uh, microtransactions. Again, they said they weren't going to, and they slowly eased into it. But when they do their stuff, like, you got both expansions for Breath of the Wild, which was a lot of content, for 20 bucks. Uh, you got your Mario Kart 8 content on the Wii U for 20 bucks. So it makes sense to me that they would be nervous about not only entering the mobile market, but then once they do, um, having their image as of, of a good value, I guess, uh, being value. destroyed. That's going to be added to my <clears throat> um, and that's going to keep them from making an effective mobile game. I mean, that's unfortunately, I think, part of mobile gaming right now is you have to be able to factor in some sort of money making like yeah, that. Yeah, so they're in a weird spot. Because they don't want, they, they realized with Super Mario Run that they couldn't charge $10 for the game because people don't well, do did, that. Well, they did, but they They did, but people don't do that on phones. But they don't want to charge the money on the freemium stuff, so they're in a position they, where it probably makes the most sense for them to leave. They are too ethical to put out a, guess, a, yes. a successful mobile game <laughs> and they don't want to at the same time sully their IPs. And they realize the real and they understand the reality of the mobile market and that you cannot charge for games like you would on a console. So they learned we can't charge $10. Okay, let's try to do some of a freemium thing. Now we feel icky and at the same time what's the point? I think I think I think what the what did it was this this Super Mario uh, the Kart Tour, because to me when I'm playing this I'm like, well graphically you know this kind of looks like the Wii U game. It's cl- you know what I mean graphically it's like it, it's 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 close you it's know very simple shapes like if it's, you really because I, I really looked at it like there's all sorts of tricks and cheats going on there but it, it's a nice looking mobile game yes but it's very nice it can satisfy that urge yeah. <laughs> of doing Mario Kart on a phone but that's not good for Nintendo overall. Because they can go out and sell, you know, millions of Mario Kart 8 Deluxe and make a lot more money, and they they then tell you that the value, Ian, of of you playing, it's going to cost you money to play Super Mario Kart, right? Because we know it's good. It's it's a 25 year old franchise at this point. We're not giving it to you for free. Maybe they realize that we shouldn't be giving you these games for free. We can't make money for ten dollars, but we shouldn't be giving you these games for free either. So maybe this isn't for us. And they just had to learn the hard way after some... And these are, these well, are not crappy Because at the end games. of the day, they want to make money, too. They're not going to put the effort into releasing this shit for, yes. for nothing. And, the, and the, <clears throat> I guarantee you they're making money off of these, these apps. It's but, just not worth their time versus how right. much they can potentially lose in tarnishing their IPs plus potentially losing sales. Then again, it's like when I played the Mario Kart Tour, I played it for like a week, and I'm like, this is fun, but I, I need a real controller, and this is not this is not f- fulfill my urge. But maybe they, maybe they figured out, well, maybe this even fulfills the urges of some people. We'd rather them not play it on mobile than play it on the Switch. Mario Kart Tour impressed me by how much I enjoyed it, but it was still not enough for me to be like, I'll play this over Mario Kart 8. No. I was like, oh, this turned out really well. Because I was expecting it to be an unplayable mess, but it, it, I still didn't want to go back to it. No, I, I got in first place in my races versus the CPUs. I did yeah. all whatever few multiplayer I Same. did. Like it was fine, but it, nothing didn't feel right. I, that's the first thing I said to myself: if, if I'm playing this for a half hour, why am I playing this? If I'm, I should be playing it on the TV. That's exactly what I. I mean, that was I that mean, was the beginning of my. I, I go through periods Ma- with Mario Kart 8 all the time, but that was the beginning of one of my like month-long obsessions with Mario Kart 8 on the Switch, was because I was playing the phone game, and I'm like, I'm sitting on my couch, and I'm like, fuck this. And I grab the controller and just turn on Mario Kart 8. I don't need to play the phone game. Dr. Mario uh, w- uh, World, that to me was a little bit different, because that's I don't see Nintendo putting out a $60 
version of, of you know Dr. Mario on the Switch. No. That to me is more interesting. But at some point, Ian, you run out of IPs where I think you can do an effective mobile version. Yeah. And I think Nintendo's almost at that point. Could you do like a Pikmin maybe mobile version? You could probably do something interesting with Pikmin. You could probably do something interesting with Zelda. But at the at the end of the day, you're always getting slightly boiled down, uh, slightly diluted experiences. And why do it? Right. Why, why do, do it, it when, we, when we've sold 60 million, 60 million Switch consoles in three years? Well, and, and, and that's a good thing to, to bring up too. This the, the, the amount of money and what Nintendo is doing on mobile... Um, and as we've always said, Nintendo was never in any danger, but this probably was a more exciting thing for them three, four years ago sure. when the Wii U was a failure and the Switch wasn't out yet. And they were like, well, we can do these mobile games, but they don't... It's not worth their effort. It, well, it said it in this yeah, article. Like, they don't need to now. Their success has, has uh, negated their need to do mobile games. Even if we can make money on it, the amount of money, it, it's, your effort ver- it's, 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 it's your effort versus return. Yeah. Even if it's profitable, it's like, well, who cares? We can have these people working on something else or we'll put the money elsewhere. It doesn't matter. S- small potatoes, Ian. Small potatoes. Greatest Bog- Godfather 2 thing. Small potatoes. It, 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 yeah, it, it's a thing, but it doesn't matter. Small I, potatoes. I go for some potatoes. Good potatoes in my uh, surf burrito last night. Really good. Delicious. Oh, God. Butters. All right. Um, Ian, we have a Patreon. We do. How do you access the Patreon? Go to patreon.com slash podcast. You get the full audio podcast. I full video it. podcast. Full video that's, podcast. That's your new screw up. That's you're, not screwing new up. Screw up. you're not screwing up the, the, the website address. You're screwing up what's actually on our Patreon. Uh, <laughs> full video podcast. Uh, I do uh, writing. The there. full audio is free, by the way. Uh, yeah, full audio Podbean, is free. Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify. It's free. Yeah. Um. I do. I got to do a writing for this week. I do yep. a writing up there. Uh, we do uh, polls. We do poll topics, including this one, Ian. Uh, and I do a hangout. I just had my hangout uh, last week. Um, so in third place, this Patreon poll. In third place, what was your favorite thing about the start of summer? And were you a beach kid? Sixteen percent. Do you not like our beach and Jersey Shore stories? I've got tons of them. Come on, man. Um, so every summer as a kid. In second place, at twenty-seven percent, what were your favorite books slash book series growing up? More recently, and in first place, Ian, emotional moments when gaming. So it's an emotional see you podcast topic. There's one that always uh, sticks out for me. Um, it's Final Fantasy related, but it's not Final Fantasy VII related. It's not when the person spoilers gets killed. Right. It's not when the person gets killed. They got stabbed, right? <clears throat> in yeah, run right through. Oh no. Um, it's not when the person gets killed uh, in Final Fantasy VII. It's uh. Final Fantasy IX is my favorite Final Fantasy. I love that game to death. Um, when it came out, they kind of, uh, you know, harkened back to it, like, being a little bit more, like, old school. Uh, the characters were, like, yeah, cuter looking, more chibi, more more stylized. Um, Final Fantasy VIII had released, and Final Fantasy VIII, they tried to make the characters look very realistic. Um, and Final Fantasy VII was them just playing with graphics for the first time. So there was kind of this, like, um, excitement about it going back to, like, a, a fantasy, like a, a fantasy theme and the characters being, like, chibi and stuff like that. And it's got one of my favorite casts in uh, all of video games. The Final Fantasy IX cast is great. Um, there's Vivi, the little mage. Uh, and then there's uh, Zidane, the monkey-tailed boy. Um, there's Steiner, the uh, the the knight who is a, a guard, um, who's 
hilarious and very well written. And overall, it's just, it's really good. Um, there's a cook character in the game uh, named Queena. 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 Okay. Queena is... That's what she looks like. Uh, I, I don't know if it's a she or if it's a he, but Queena is a big character. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's spelled Q-U-I-N-A. Yes. Queena Quinn? Queena Quinn. Okay. And um, there is a scene in Final Fantasy IX. Looks like a Ghostbusters ghost with a big tongue. Uh, in um, Queen is great. Great uh, fights with a fight, fights with a big uh, fork. Uh, it's got a big spoon too. I think it's got the big cooking utensils. But there's a scene um, in I think it's the third disc uh, where Queen and Vivi uh, end up getting married. Um, and it's a comic scene, but it sticks out. It's very comedic scene, but okay. it sticks out in my head for whatever reason. Um, I don't know if emotional is the right word, but like it's very, it, it, it's it's a very you cute, felt an emotion. It's it's a very cute, adorable scene. That's an emotion. Yeah, you felt happiness. Yes, it's a very cute emotional. Well, was scene. this? It was in the middle of the first game that he or she was in. It's the only games they're in. Okay, so it happens in that one game. It wasn't like you got to know the character then another game. No, that's not how Final Fantasy works. None of them have characters that show up again? I, only the ones that have direct sequels, X2, but no, okay. all Final Fantasies are... Generations apart. They're, they're, they're different but worlds. They, but they all have the same haircut, but okay. They all on. have the same haircuts, yes. and they all have chocobos. Um, so that one has always stuck out for me, and uh, yeah, I don't know, that would be my answer to that question. Really? That, that's it? Yeah. I thought you were going to go deep dive on this. See, to me, this, this could take on uh, multiple meanings. This could not just be what emotions I felt while gaming. What if it's a moment, emotions I felt, you know, you know, being around people while gaming or Christmas getting, uh, you know, a present. Mm-hmm. So when, so when we talk about the emotions of, of when I first got the NES in Christmas of '87, uh, um, that was, I didn't have a lot of good Christmases in terms of like happy memories because not that I was a brat and was always disappointed. It always seems things were just off just enough where. I wasn't totally like pleased with with, with what the result was. We'll just say, but the Christmas '87 unhappy Pat. Christmas '87 was great because all I badgered my father was for three months before because I knew there was no Santa by '87 when I was seven. I I was like, oh look at how much look at I I literally was Ralphie with the BB gun. Oh look at the advertisement. It's it's on you know it's it's like whatever it's one hundred and fifty dollars yes at at tops you know. (laughs) So he knew that's what I wanted. And he, and he would have been damned forever if he didn't get that. But but when I got it, though, you still get that, oh, you get that rush. Mm-hmm. When you open that wrapping paper, and I saw my, I got the, of course, I, of course, I didn't get the deluxe NES, but, you know, or even the action set, whatever. My dad was on a budget. I got the one with, with the Mario, though, and I was still happy. I got Mario. And then my uncle, my Uncle Jimmy, from last week. Uncle Jimmy. Got me, I can't remember if he got me <laughs> Spy Hunter or Akari Warriors. He probably, I don't know, my, my dad knew I loved Spy Hunter from the arcade, so that was why I got that one, but then I got Akari Warriors. I'm not sure how, why that one was chosen. I don't remember. I don't remember playing that one in the arcade. It was in the. This is why that was in the same arcade at Spaceport where Spy Hunter was. So my father probably saw it and said, "Well, that's a game he might like. That's a game." And it was not. It was a game I enjoyed playing because I only had three games at the time. But that got played the least out of all three. I'll just say that. But it was the only simultaneous multiplayer with my sister. But I don't think she enjoyed playing that. We played. Uh, you know, uh, Super Mario Brothers. No one enjoys the NES version of Akari. No one does. It's not fun. No. Um, But anyway, so that was, you get get that exhilaration of that feeling or the exhilaration of going to Crazy Eddie and getting Mike Tyson's punch out there. 
uh, when I was, uh, let's see, that that would have been the, the next year, 88. I got that. I got that game. So, uh, for my birthday. So, it, it was always that exhilarating feeling of getting it. Uh, the bad emotion, though, was on that. I think I've, I've told the story two times, but when you save up for about six, seven months, your allowance money to go to electronic boutique and pay $60 for, yeah, that face. I think it was 60 It was at least 50 for three Stooges on the NES. And I enjoyed that game over time. I grew to love it. But it was not what Little Patrick was expecting Three Stooges to be. I expected a platformer. I expected even a one-screen a one screen freaking arcade game. I didn't expect a bunch of mini games in my Three Stooges game <laughs> at the time. So I was disappointed. I got that rush. It was that feel. It was almost the same feeling as if you had gambled because it was a gamble at the time. Because sure. you had no way of knowing if it was good or not. It was the feeling you get if you ever gambled out there and you lost a lot of money at, at one point. You that pit in your stomach sort of feeling. Yeah, I, I gambled fifty dollars. How how far into the game did you get before you realized? Oh, this was a mistake. <laughs> when did you realize um, that this was all you were getting? <laughs> Well, first I got they, they from the troll job. I did get trolled because when you're eight years old, yeah. or nine years old, you're like, wait a minute, Ghostbusters two. So that was a good troll job. Then sure. I laughed at that. Um, I think I realized once I started replaying the same game again. Oh, I just threw the pies. Oh, I'm throwing them again. Again. Oh. Oh. Wait a second. <laughs> there's no depth to this game. That's what got me. Where yep. I was like, wow, there's no depth. And I wasn't expecting, like, Super Mario 3, sure. you know, but which well, actually didn't come out until 90, so I wasn't expecting it at all. But I was expecting maybe a game that would have taken me an hour or two to beat. You know, like a game where, like, I'm, oh, I'm playing as Curly, and I'm jumping and hopping and bashing guys over the head with a hammer or something. You know, like, that's what little Pat was expecting. So I have to... So um, that was an emotional disappointment. Uh, that was then. I, I feel it's... it's not to derail the topic, but it's interesting to come up because I feel like that's something that needs to be discussed, especially when you're like when you play games as a kid. <clears throat> the realization that there are various depth levels to video games. Like, not every game is going to be a platformer like Mario or a Zelda. Like, but on the NES at the time, that's what you were expecting, right? That's like that's what you're expecting, right. right? Like the first time I rented Star Soldier as a kid, I didn't like it because so I was like, "What the fuck is this?" I'm just playing this stupid spaceship game. You didn't, fucking... you didn't know there were shooters? Well, I mean, I did, but I didn't know that that's what I was getting. Oh. You know, the cover shows the guy holding the fucking gun and, like, you know. You said you rented it? Yeah, I rented did it. Did you look at the vid pro card and the bat, whatever that? <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> obviously, Star Soldier. I oh, love... You're in defense. There's a guy holding a gun on the cover. Yeah, that's right? what I said. He's yeah. like this, yeah. But, um, yeah. I mean, so that's also partially, you know. Uh, false advertising. False advertising. But, but it took me a while to. As I grew up, I realized that, no, there's. On one. There's a lot of um, there's different levels to games. You can enjoy an arcade level game differently, you know, just as much as you enjoy something like Mario Three. But you might not always be in the mood for it. And if you're expecting one thing and you get the other, you're gonna be pissed. That kind of happened. I would say to a much smaller degree when I got Jaws. And then again, my mom bought the copy off the back of a truck. Sure. So it was only ten dollars for for that brand new. Right. So that was like my mom figured, oh, all these games are usually forty or fifty bucks. I'm gonna buy them no matter what. And then he, I could shut them up for like a few months. <laughs> right. Mom, you didn't shut me up though when you got me Kung Fu instead of Contra by accident. And I was crying about that because it's not the same game. Good game though. Kung Fu. Yeah. It's not Contra, Ian. No, it's not. I'm just saying. It's, it's not the same game. genre. It's not the same name. Nope. I'm just saying it's a good game. <clears throat> Didn't say it was better. Yeah, four it was stars for a certain NES guidebook. But um, excellent game. 
for what it is. Anyway, but um, those are my emotions when I think of that. But in terms of like accomplishments, oh yeah, I felt accomplishments when I remember the first time you know running through people playing Street Fighter Two in the arcade, things like that. And it's like, well, I'm, I'm my core. I don't put up a quarter. I'm still beating people. Yeah, you know, or or you know, uh, defeating stuttering Craig at NBA Jam in the arcade and seeing how annoyed he was. God, it was so good. You know, like that, those those are more like petty. Emotions. Though. I've so had like, some emotional moments beating you at pro wrestling. So yeah, I can see. You beat that. pro wrestling twice ever, Ian. You haven't defended your title in three years. I think I've beaten I think, you more than twice. I, no, I think it's vacated your title officially. You didn't bring. You didn't bring it last year. Come and get it. You didn't bring. It, no, you didn't bring it last year, did you? No, no you bring it this year. We do the tenth annual, and probably last NES marathon. <laughs> ten. Wow, it'd be ten. Ten years. Yeah, two thousand ten October. Jesus. We'll see about October. We'll see October. October. November. We'll see. We'll bring it. We'll bring it back there. Hopefully, COVID's gone. We can get get our buddies to come down. COVID. COVID ruins the NES marathon as well. Uh, anyway, um, yeah. In terms of other emotions, any anger you ever got at not beating a game that stands out? Obviously, we've all been angry video games. That's that's an emotion people don't usually talk about. Well, that's the weird thing. I've and I, and I can say this. I, I. You don't get angry. There's a negative uh, that can be associated to to a degree. I don't get angry about video games. I just don't. I've never been a controller thrower. There have been things in video. If you don't games- get angry. You've, you've, you're not a real yeah, gamer. Yeah, I've lost. <laughs> I've, I've lost. already lost. Um, well, and that actually leads to. I don't really have like a competitive drive. I'm not very competitive. I'm just not. I, I mean, I like to win, sure, but like, I just I don't care about constantly winning or constantly being the best. If I l- lose a game, I don't. I, I never got to the point where I was like wanting to throw a controller. Um, yes, obviously, you can be get stressed out by games, and that's totally fine. But um, you know, I always simplify it by saying video games are supposed to be fun. If I'm not having fun, I just turn it off. Sure. What are you shooting I'm at? Try to hit the Windex. Great. Oh, I didn't cock it back. And I hit I hit my Saturn games by accident. That's fairly accurate. It's not bad. Um, so no, anger is not an emotion I associate often with games. It really isn't. <clears throat> Have you cried playing a game before? No, I don't think I've cried. I got misty eyed. Or at least like, huh? I think first I think I told you the first time I, first time I beat Act Razor. Sure, because it's, it's um mini stories of like honor and sacrifice. You know, and, like. Sort of these little moral stories with these little tiny characters. It's like, oh, I, I have a, a feeling of connection to these. Actually, I could, I, folks I could say that about um, Valkyrie Profile for the PlayStation uh, One, which is actually it was made by Enix. Um, uh, that's another game where, like, the characters you play is like never really realized the parallels before because the gameplay wise it's not the same but you play as like a god character you really? play as a valkyrie in the game you actually control her okay. but all of your party members are these normal people who have lived and died and had sad lives essentially and you're you know you're basically getting them ready for the Norse war mythology based role playing series oh, it's fucking it's a great game it. very very good and it's very sad very emotional throughout. so there's like little stories yeah there, yeah. every like time that. you find like a new character uh, you know there's a little story about how they died you know, their circumstances when they died because all the characters you're playing as are characters you're bringing back to life. Oh. So, yeah, it's it's a sad game. Yeah, there was a really sad... There was a, a couple of sad... I mean, Act Razor, God, it's so great. Um, there's the one where... Like, the guy's like, oh, his last dying wish is he wants you to, like... He wants to feel, like, the rain on yeah. him. And then he dies, and it's like, oh, you made him happy in his final... It's like, that's kind of... Kind of heady for a Super Nintendo yeah. game. There's other ones like sacrifices and, and things like that, or, or the or the people, yeah. Like, goddamn, we need a real Act Razor three. 
I might I might do it myself. Like Thanos picking up the Infinity Gauntlet since that that last whatever Sega wannabe Activision game supposedly was horrible that came out last year. That was like it was like a spiritual successor to it. It wasn't Sega. I, the was one that they, the, the, they published it. I don't think they even. I, I have it on the Switch. It's not good. The controls like absolute dog shit. Whatever it was, I thought Sega published it. Whatever. Anyway, so you have to look it up right now. I'm curious. <laughs> Are any other emotions? You never got misty eyed. No. Something. Soul Seraf was the name of the game. Soul Seraf. Yeah, five out of ten on Nintendo Life. It's it's not good. How do you spell Seraf? S E R A P H. Ah, it is Sega. Yeah, publisher. I know my Act Razor stuff. You know why? Yeah, publisher did. There's only been one. Yeah, good... an Ace team was behind it too. There's only it, one like... good Act Razor game. That's why the sequel is okay. The sequel is good, but it's really tough. It, it's the graphically is really good. It got a positive review in the guidebook. Did I review that in the guidebook? The second one, I can't remember. I think I did. I think I reviewed the second one. That was that was rough to get through that one, but it, it was good for the act. It was. Better than average, I think I gave it. Better average or good, because because the the double jump and the diving thing was it was really weird there. Sorry, so Soul Seraph wasn't good. No, um, the, the right. it, it controlled like absolute. All shit. right, before I get out of before I retire, I'm gonna either see a, a, an Actraiser three properly produced or, or do it myself like fucking Thanos. I'm tired of getting screwed up here. That's that's my vow. It'll it'll get done. All right, sorry about that. <laughs> All right, that's it for this Patreon. Ian. For the C or see a podcast. Yeah, it is. This was a fun one. A little bit later than usual. A little bit longer. Went like almost two hours here. We oh, we went long on a couple of topics. Yeah, so that, that's fine. We're allowed to do that. We we didn't have any topics like three days ago. All of a sudden, like wow, there's like eight topics. To I know. Yeah, a lot of stuff came up at once. So. A lot of ins, lots of outs. <clears throat> well, all right. Well, well thank thank my new soundboard. I didn't use all of them. There was one I I, I didn't use that I should have. Um, but whatever. And I'll add Ian's value. From uh, Steve, that's all. Do it. All right, time for lunch. And I'll, and I'll use one out of the four uh, Tommy ones. <laughs> time for lunch, Ian. Time for, time for Pat to edit. All right, Ian, Ian's gonna go home. I'm Pat. I'm gonna go eat and edit, and then I'll see you later. <laughs>